0: All right, Dave, I got a question. Oh, wait, Dave's not here because Dave does not like music. He's like Angela Martin on The Office. He just doesn't like the general sense of it. So uh, I'm not joined by him today. Let's talk about the albums of the year. But I am joined by four people who know something about music and can make me look smart. Let me start with uh, a recurrent guest of the program. She came on our Emo Bands Part 1, Part 2. She was also on our Top 10 uh, Songs of the Decade for the 2010s. And that is my good friend Olivia Perrault. Olivia, welcome in.
1: Hey, thanks, Jake, for having me, Ollie.
0: Of course, of course. You were one of the first people that came to mind. Of And uh, <laughs> also, one of the first people that came to mind is our uh, cigar compatriot, Mr. Ryan Gibbs, the uh, music editor over the Howdy. Young Folks. Ryan, what's up? Howdy. It's been a minute since I've talked to you, Jake. How are it, you doing? It has been a minute since you've uh, since you've been on the program, but it was a, a rip-roaring time when you and Olivia and I got together for the uh, songs of the decade. It was uh, a great time of... Ripping apart what Olivia said. But
1: <laughs> much.
0: I'm sorry, when you put Imagine Dragons number one, this is what's gonna happen. Uh especially when you know you're gonna be talking with Gibbs and you put Imagine Dragons number one. I
1: didn't know until right beforehand that I mean, we had to put them in order.
0: <laughs> I, I mean I really it was like watching gibbs's heart get ripped out in front of me. It was a beautiful thing. Not really beautiful, I was just kidding. <laughs>
1: Thank uh, you for also, mentions.
0: also joining us, my favorite siblings that I'm not related
2: to, Steve and Vanessa Scott. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> What is good? Thanks for having us once again. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, so this is is exciting. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: It's going to be a good time. So we're doing an Albums of the Year roundtable. We each have our top tens. What we're going to do is we're going to go around the horn. Uh, I meant to do a randomizer beforehand, but uh, since I'm an idiot, I just forgot to do it until now. Uh, To determine, it's not a draft order, because we're not drafting anything, but in order to go around in, because I don't want to see like I'm playing favorites with anybody, as much as I want to have Gibbs go first with everything, I can't seem like I'm playing favorites. Alright, let me uh, just type all the names in here, almost put Steve's name as Scott, that made no sense. That's fine. Scott Scott. I get it off. It's like Julia Guglia from The Wedding Singer. (laughs) Alright, and uh, as luck would have it, fortune favors the bold, and Steve, you will be reading your list first. Then Olivia, then me, um, then Gibbs, then Vanessa. So it'll be a Scott wheel there. Um, okay. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna read off our ten through six, kind of rapid fire. Uh, maybe talk about it for a few seconds, and then each of us will do that. Then we'll go five, 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 four, 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 four so on and so forth, till we get till our number one. Um, we'll do honorable mentions towards the end, so save that for in between two and one. Uh, without further ado, Steve. You will be doing your 10 through 6 first, so take us through
2: it. Whew. All right. Thank you. This is this is exciting, man. Let's mm-hmm. go. All right. All right, for number 10. Uh, this took me a while to figure out because I had, you know, quite a few on the fringe right there that I listened to quite a bit. But the one I ended up choosing was Modus Vivendi by 070 Shake. Oh yeah. Heard, heard about this Let's, one. Yeah. Dude, oh my God. Absolute classic to me. Um I'm pretty sure it was produced by Kanye, um, but I love that album, dude. She, she's soulful, uh, a lot of a lot of raw emotions. I love that raw heartbreak kind of stuff. That you know that that sadness. I love it, uh, but also like some beautiful chords. Some favorite songs are like "Guilty Conscious," uh, "Under the Moon," "In Flight Flight 319." Three of my favorite uh, songs off that. All right, number nine, I have Polo G, the Goat. Mm. Um, the first guy to ever tell me about polo g was this dude at the gym uh he's like yo you ever listen to that guy i'm like no i listened to it loved it um we're not friends anymore because he's he might be in jail now uh vanessa knows the guy <laughs> but however uh th- that album the goat fantastic uh he's got so much potential um i just i love it and you know he's got a uh post humus so whatever post i don't know how to say that post death oh, uh there you go. Thanks. You. Uh, appearance from Juice World on there uh, And Flex. He's, has a song called D and love Chinatown, and that's my number nine. All right, number eight uh, is the J Electronica A Written Testimony. Uh, this album came out the same day as my number one album, which I'll get to later. Um, and it also and at that time it was right during the lockdown, uh, like like the prime like. Like, today's the day that the world's going to shut down that day. Yeah. Like, I think it was, like, March 15th. And uh, this album literally felt to me like the world's going to end because I was waiting for this album to come out since I was a freshman in high school. And when it did, I was like, yo, something – this is weird. Love this album. Jay Electronica is, like, a mythical rap figure to me. Um, him, it's, like, him and Jay-Z. It's almost like a Watch the Throne clone. Uh Yeah, I love this album. Standout songs. I have The Blinding, Universal Soldier, Flux Capacitor, Jay Electronica, 40 years old. Love them. And uh, yeah, great, great album. Number seven, Pop Smoke, Meet the Woo 2. Let's get this straight. I knew Pop Smoke for eight days while he was alive. The album came out. I listened to the the album at the gym, rocked out to it. The guy died. And I was like, oh, so, like, those days happened. I didn't really care. I'm like, yeah, whatever. That album was all right. And then he died. I listened to it way more, got into it way more. Everybody loved Pop Smoke, and I really enjoyed Pop Smoke. My dad likes him, so we listened to him at work, and Pop Smoke is my man. Love the album. Uh, Pop Smoke could have been, you know, had a lot of potential too. All right, number six is Freddie Gibbs and the alchemist Alfredo. Mm. It's probably an obvious pick for your boy, Mm. but, uh, yeah, Freddie Gibbs – Total man rap. I, you know, he's complete gangster. Um, some of the best production of the year to me. Uh, overall, fantastic album. And a great follow-up to Bandana that came out in 2019, which is my number one album of last year. So, yeah, that's my that's my 10 through five, 6. Quick note on
0: Alfredo. That was my number 31 album this year. Really? It was, yeah. it. I, I should also preface this with the fact that I listened to 217 albums this year.
2: Okay, so, not bad. 31
0: um, is, uh, is is very good. For all the yeah, all
2: right. There. I'm happy to hear that.
0: Um, but I, 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 mean, that's I, I expected that lineup from you, Steve. There's a lot of albums you've talked about on Twitter and, and raved about, so I'm not, I'm not surprised at all uh, by that yeah. list.
2: I love Yeah, it. pretty much. My whole list here is, is albums that are pretty. I, I, I stayed true to form. I have a lot of albums that are, uh, you know, honorable mentions that I wish I could have had on here, but these are my my true albums i listen to most and, and loved so olivia your 10 through six is up next
1: yay hopefully it won't get ripped apart this time
0: oh <laughs> well, there were there were no imagine dragons albums this year so you'll be all set.
1: <laughs> oh my god you guys gonna let that go no i don't think so <laughs> okay okay um someone i normally wouldn't have but number 10 i have after hours the weekend hey all right um solid album I don't know. I feel like I've been hearing um, blinding lights everywhere, but (laughs) still a bop. Um, Number nine, Tame Impala, Slow Rush. Mm. I feel like it's just a vibe, the whole album. Um, What's the song? Borderline. I love it. Um, Number eight, The Neighborhood, Chip Chrome and the Monotones. Nice. They just, they can never make anything bad in my eyes. I just... I just love them so much. And then um, I really like Stargazing, but I don't know if that's necessarily on the album, but it was on the Deluxe, but hmm. I don't know. We could still count it, even though it came out like care.
0: last. One. That's fine.
1: Um, <laughs> I know yeah. I'll probably get shit yeah. for this, but I put All Time Low on it.
0: <laughs> I that's right. I, like <laughs> that I like that album a lot.
1: But it's so good. I love it so much, I got it tattooed my, on my wrist, so... <laughs> Can we see it? Oh, we have to listen to this album now. How about that? (laughs) I showed them because I met them on a little virtual meet and greet, but I just feel like it was like the perfect time for it to come out because it came out, you know, during quarantine right in the summer and it's called Wake Up Sunshine. So it's kind of just like wake up and figure out what you're doing with your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to it, there's so many good songs. Um, Pretty Venom is probably one of my favorites and
0: number six i got lady gaga chromatica i've yeah. been saying that right. Great album yeah rain on me made, made my uh, top 10 hits of the year fantastic song one yeah. of the one of the all-time great would have been awesome in the club songs but uh, oh yeah that but no down.
1: clubs yeah. happening this year
0: <laughs> no none of that none of that shit was going down uh all right so that was olivia's 10 through 6 my 10 through 6 uh, my number 10 this was actually a late breaker i kind of switched things around in my top 10 Uh, my top 10, number 10 is, uh, I can feel you forgetting me, which is by neon trees. Uh, I was not really expecting much from a new neon trees album. They hadn't released one in six years. So this one really took me by surprise and it's a really good pop record. It's like a half an hour long. There's only 10 songs and like more than half of them are bops. So this is, this is a very good album. And, and, uh, I'm not like a huge neon trees fan, but I've liked them more with pretty much every album they've made. So good on them. Uh, my number, my number nine is RTJ four by run the jewels, uh, fantastic record. Another one that's really short, but I believe it was supposed to come out later than it came out. Then they dropped it early and for free. And, uh, I ripped right into it as soon as I could. It is a great album. Uh, a lot of great lines that I really wish I could quote here, but I cannot. Uh, I understand. I'm not going to do that. Uh, (laughs) my number eight is an album that I'm sure is going to be discussed a little bit later on, which is man in the moon three, the chosen one by kid Cuddy. Uh, An album that really spoke to me uh, coming from a place of anxiety and depression and uh, that's I'll I'll say about that for now Because I know it's gonna come up later Uh, Number seven for me is eternal take by Lil Uzi Vert another great album This one came out really early in the year and I'm not huge on like hour-plus long albums But this one knocked it out of the park and uh, Gibbs will know what I'm talking about when I say it had my Todd in the shadows favorite two seconds of any song of the year Oh. which is a the fact that Lil Uzi Vert made a Blue Eyes White Dragon reference in the song. And it's a Blink If You'll Miss It reference, and it's one of the best of the year. And uh, number six for me is one that'll probably come up later, too, at least in somebody's 10 through 6, maybe they're f- number 5 through 1, uh, is Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa, which is one of the best pop records of the year and really solidifies her as somebody you have to pay attention to every time something drops, like a Taylor Swift or... The artist I'll be talking about number five, so I'll tease that, but uh, she is a bonafide superstar, and she's going to be one for many, many years to come. Future Nostalgia is an incredible album. It, it, is, it is one of the most appropriately named albums of the year, too, because it sounds just like the album title. It's really so, like song and sound from the 70s and the 80s, but it sounds like it's set like 500 years in the future. So I absolutely love this album. I mean, levitating would have been my number one hit of the year if it made the year end chart, but it did not don't start now was definitely high. Cool. Break my heart. So many great songs on the album. So that's my, uh, my 10 through six. And the next person up is Mr. Gibbs. All right. So, uh, my number 10 is
3: Ohms by Deftones. Um, I've been a fan of the Deftones since middle school, which was way too long ago. And, uh, They've never put an out-and-out out bad album in my eyes. They've always been one of the best groups in terms of consistency in the metal genre. And this one is maybe one of my favorites that they've put out. I feel that it's a strong, heavy rock album, and it's their heaviest in a while. And um, I really love the title track. I really love the song Error on there. It's just a really good, heavy rock album. It came out at the end of a really bad week in late September, and I remember... Uh, I couldn't wait until the end of the week Because I knew there was going to be new death cones And it was really something to look forward to And it really paid off Um, Number 9 is Inlet Which is the third album by the band Hum Uh, They broke up like 20 years ago And this was a surprise comeback album They did a couple reunion shows And they've been working on this album for years And it finally came out Um, This kind of picks up where they left off In I forget when the last album came out Like 2000 um, it is a really good heavy alternative record it's a bit of their 90s space rock style but it's not a retread of what they did before they're not resting on their laurels it's a very impressive cohesiveness as a unit for after such a long time away and i just was really blown away by how great this record was uh number eight is another kind of 90s rock style record but this time it's a debut it's a uh, Things I Never Said, which is by by the New York City singer songwriter Oceanator. Uh, this is a really good guitar album. Very solid songwriting. She's really good with melody and verse structure. I really love the song A Crack in the World. Um, this is one of the things that I picked up during a Bandcamp Friday over the course of the year, and I've gone back to it more than anything I bought off Bandcamp this year. Uh, number seven is an album I bet's going to come up in somebody's list. It's Taylor Swift's Folklore. Hey. Um, I've always liked Taylor Swift, I've always admired her as a lyricist, and this is a good showcase as any for her lyrics, it's a very spare record that really puts the focus on her voice and her lyrics, Uh, it's also full of great deep album cuts, I really love Mirrorball and the Betty Trilogy, especially August, I love The Last Great American Dynasty as a Rhode Islander,
0: Um, she was was playing uh, to that audience for sure. She knew what yeah. she was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. She, the, the she had to, get that, she yeah, had to get that Ocean State contingent behind her as if they were trying to swim to her house. Sorry. Number six, I bet this is going to surprise
3: Jake that it's only number six. This is where Fish's new album, Sigma oh, wow. Oasis, shows only up. Only number six. Um, I thought that would be my, like above number one uh this was a weird year to be a fish fan there was no summer or fall tour for the first time in like 10 years but if you followed them there was a whole bunch of stuff this year they did live streams of classic concerts they released a whole bunch of archival stuff there was like a side project release every month and to top it all off for this year they put out their best studio album in 20 years uh Fish is not well-known for their studio albums. They put out some great studio albums, but they're, of course, better known for their live shows and their live albums. And the thing about Sigma Oasis is that it kind of feels like a live album and that there's a bunch of jams on here. There's a, It, it kind of shows you how they structure and how they improvise after the end of the song to create their jams. Um, there's a good version of the song Mercury, which they've been playing for years and years, like a lot of the songs on this record. And I feel like they've really captured the power of that song live in a studio format in a way that they haven't done in many years. It was just a real good joy to hear the band pick up where they left off in the last couple of years, which have been really good for them touring wise, with a studio record that kind of caps off this era. And I'm really interested to see what they do with these songs next, again, even though they've been playing them for years
0: yeah, that's, and uh, that's my 10 through 6. I did listen to Sigma Oasis on your recommendation. I'm not, like, a big fish fan, but I did like it. And I liked your review a lot. It really captured it very well. And I know you said that I don't really know for studio albums, but uh, but it's a pretty good one. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right, so, Vanessa, you're uh, rounding us off here.
4: All right. So, uh, like Olivia, my top 10 is The Weeknd After Hours. I'm a huge The Weeknd fan, and I thought that right. was just a good That whole thing Uh, I think my favorite song off that album Is probably one of the bonus tracks Nothing Compares You heard that deluxe So good Um, But yeah there's just so many good songs on there And even After Hours itself Like that song like With the change up of the beats and stuff (laughs) Uh, Number nine Is the 1975 uh, Notes on a conditional form There's so many good songs off that album I don't know if I should have probably rated it a little bit lower, but that's where it hit on my list. But oh my god. I don't even know what to say about that one. Like they're all great. All the songs are great. I'll have plenty to say about it later. I'm so sure Jake will say, to say about it. I'll I'll wait. I'll i think wait we'll talk about it. I don't want to spoil then.
0: anything. I'll wait.
4: <laughs> There's just other ones I had to put. You know how it is.
0: I, it's I'm, so hard to write oh, like any albums, right? Fine. I I have I have people I know that I didn't like the album at all, so I'll I'll take this over that. Go, that oh, sure. I yeah I know it wasn't used. Oh, I've always. It. I love
1: it.
3: So anyway.
1: I also I, think need,
0: I, just, I like I need a <laughs> shout out Peter. I need a shout out Peter Grills real quick, uh, for saying that his favorite album of the year was the Hybrid Theory twentieth anniversary edition, which <laughs> yeah, it's like in that. the chat right now, but I like that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> really? Uh, Where yeah, is, that? is that? That's a inspired. YouTube chat. Um, <laughs> oh, on
4: YouTube. Oh, I see it. How about
0: that? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So you're number eight.
4: I'm also a Lincoln Park fan, so and yeah, guilty pleasure, I guess. But um, oh, yeah, I absolutely, Ty Dolla uh the featuring Ty Dolla album. Awesome. Even just that album cover was dope with him like blowing up the smoke <laughs> and it's, it's just such a vibe. Uh Favorite song off that one's probably like Powder Blue, which is hilarious because it's like I don't know if you've heard it, but it's like uh Porsche's Powder Blue, like, it's just, I I oh, that song is just, like, a good, like, if we could dance, it would be a good dance song, um, Seven, Machine Gun Kelly, Tickets to My Downfall, that album, I liked basically every song at, like, different points, it, since it's come out, like, I'll have, like, a different song that's my favorite of the week, I feel like I've listened to it, just, like obsessively and it kind of gives me like the Blink-182 vibes that I've been needing for a very long time (laughs) and feeling that like punk like I I needed that and uh, I think that goes with my number six too which I guess is pop technically but Miley Cyrus' Plastic Hearts which was just an incredible album and the only reason she beat out Machine Gun Kelly for me is because there's like the songs that she released are I think a little bit maybe higher quality than like 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 Machine Gun, Kelly, uh, Machine Gun Kelly's is like Quantity and then hers is Quality like yeah. there's certain songs on that album that you're like wow that's just a great song like uh, so if you haven't heard it High is probably my favorite off that album um, even like Golden G-Strings like it's just good like it's just all good yeah um, great name yeah that's my top
0: that's my top six it is uh, it is I think it's better than MGK also I, yeah. I like I liked them both but I think Miley's is, is definitely uh, at least a, a little bit above uh, okay,
4: Because cool. I didn't know like if I picked that right, but I think no, no. Good. I
0: like I like Plastic Hearts. Um, a friend of mine who might be watching right now has it pretty much as high as you do on our list. She really loved it. I liked it a lot. Um, but yeah, so that's a good that's a good good ten through six. So Steve, you are back up with your number
2: five. Okay, and you want me to elaborate on this one a oh, little yes, bit here? yes. You're gonna elaborate a little bit more than with our ten through six. Yep. All right, number five has already been mentioned. It is. The 1975s notes on a conditional form. You know, I'm gonna
0: go ahead and punt my uh, my commentary on this one,
2: bro. I I'll just, just want to say,
0: yeah,
2: I wish this album came out in a pandemicless year. Oh God, every time, dude. dude. Every single time a 1975 album comes out, at least in my my little world, there's been a catastrophe going on. Like, there's a pandemic this time. Last time, it, like the last album, which I think was their the best album ever, you know, that they put out. Mm. I had pneumonia. I was like in the hospital dying. Like when that album came out Jeez. and I was but like, you know what the thing is though, I listened to that album felt great. I was like, you yeah. know what, man, it's all good. If I die, peace. Matty so Healy good. cures every ale. Matty Healy cured, cured me, dude. I, I love that album. Um, <laughs> And the thing about that too, it was like it it was it was so many genres. He comes out, he's screaming in like people, mm-hmm. and then next thing you know, it's like he's like singing like a folk song. Yep. And You have like an interlude, like uh, like music for cars. Mm-hmm. Then you got like and uh, I just got like the techno kind of shit. You got the got like a full Lady Gaga, like the the Roadkill song. Like you know, like how he's like singing. Yeah. There's yeah. like there's country songs on the record. there's yeah. pop.
0: There's dance. There's introspective as usual. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I I like there's no song I know it's not on this album, but there's no song that makes me fall into a void more than love it if we made it by the nineteen seventy five. Yeah. Like, I just yeah. like I just start like my eyes just like sink into my head like I'm in the exodus. <laughs> it's just wild shit. But the yeah, this album like I've I've said this to Gibbs, I think I said it to you, Steve, but it absolutely rips my heart out to know that the 1975, Phoebe Bridgers, and Bebadoobie were supposed to tour together this year. I know, wow. and we don't get to see that. And oh, wow. <laughs> All three of them put out great albums this year. Um, I'll I'll touch on Beba Doobie a little bit later in the honorable mentions, but this it just it it's just horrible. And this album got delayed twice, if I'm not mistaken. It was supposed to come out in February. Then it was supposed to come out in April, and it finally came out in May, and it just yeah i mean spoiler it blew me away this is an, an incredible it album. feels
3: like a record that we've been waiting for for longer than that even though because they've been putting out singles for almost a year off of it
0: yeah right people came out got well my god that was so many months ago that was i love that song i like I, people grew on me i didn't like it at first then they released frail state of mind and i was like all right well now now we're in it i was like all right now right now this is the 1975 because i remember that came out right before i ran my half marathon in october of last year so they've been releasing singles for like before the album came out what was it like that's eight or nine months so they they were building up the hype to it and they released a lot of singles and uh there's yeah. one in particular that i'm sure i'll be talking about in depth later on um but that's a great pick, Steve. That is, Thank you. Uh, I endorse I, that one for sure. That's a great I want
2: to say, though, real quick, I want to say my favorite song off that album is Nothing Revealed, Everything Denied. That's a great song. That's my favorite song. I maybe be probably top three of my favorite songs of the year. Yeah, that's a great song. I mean, there's so many. I'm, I'm such a stan, though,
0: so like I can't really. I mean, there's another artist coming up that I can't really objectively look at because I'm just such a stan of this person. But I'm sure Steve knows, and pretty much everybody here probably knows where I'm going. But. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, next up is Olivia's number five.
1: Um, So my number five is The Used Heartwork. Oh, yeah. Um, album. Had to put some emo on my list, you know. <laughs> um, I just love how there's, like, so many good features on this album. Like, we've got Mark Hoppus. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, Hoppus.
0: <laughs> no, I think <laughs> that's
1: right. right. Um, Caleb Shomo from Beartooth, who... I freaking love him. Um, so I just feel like I don't know, this went back to like old school to use with emo just was thriving in 2020. So I guess that was the one good thing of the year.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, what other, um, what other genre was there to tap into? Yeah, like, definitely.
1: Honestly. So I would check it out the title track, Wow, I Hate This Song, um, The Lottery definitely some good hits on this i
0: remember one. i texted you when i was listening to this album olivia and i was like i like this album a lot but there's <laughs> one song on there where he like whispers the whole time and i'm like i hate this entire experience it was like a minute long and all he does is like whisper but it's yes. like a husky whisper and i'm like i just despise whatever this is
1: yeah but, i didn't get that but you know sometimes sometimes it's a hit or
0: miss <laughs> uh but okay for before we move on mark hoppus is not the aliens one that's tom Delong, yes, right? That's it, oh, Tom DeLonge. Okay, yes, he's. The
3: alien.
0: I thought Tom DeLonge was the Aliens one. That's what I thought because I always get him yeah. and Mark Hoppus mixed up. Uh, naturally, you know. <laughs> it What's might Mark be, Hoppus doing? He's, right? he's, he's still in One he, Yeah,
2: he's, yeah, still, he's there. still there. Still Tom the DeLonge way. left
0: to go find Area Fifty One or something. Uh, I don't know what, he, what he's up to these days. But uh, I do like see? that pick. I had I reviewed it pretty positively. I'm not sure where it ranks on my list. I had a lot of albums that kind of mish, mishmash together. Yeah. Uh, and like the top. Echelon here, but it's a really good album. I like it. And among emo albums this year it's good. And also shout out Jake Ruthier. Uh the new uh, <laughs> Dance Gavin Dance album. I think it was Afterburner. Very good too. Uh it's a good one. And
1: Knucklepuck almost made it, but oh, you know, it's
0: terrible. Shout so. out Knucklepuck's Earthquake. That is a not <laughs> uh, not no Earthquake. What was it was it Earthquake no, what's it called? Now I forget what I it's know. called. What's it called, oh, what's it called? Earthquake? It's on my list somewhere. It was Oh come on. Son of a bitch. Oh, it's uh, 2020, like 2020 vision. Uh, but a good album, very good mm-hmm. album, nevertheless. Um, yeah. all right, so it is my turn to go to number five. Um, so when I talked earlier about artists that for me, thank you, Jake. Yes, Earthquake is such a great song. Uh, Jake Ruthier, shout out. Mm-hmm. So, this is an artist I was referring to earlier. Like, not not Taylor Swift or Dua Lipa levels of famous, but there are a few artists that when they drop music for me, like it's a moment. And all three of these artists are going to get mentioned on this podcast, and this is the first one, and that is Dedicated Side B by Carly Rae Jepsen, which (laughs) her B-sides are better than most artists' A-sides. She is a phenomenal songwriter, and I've written this before, I will write this again, and I will say it as much as I can, it absolutely confounds me that she's not a bigger star than she is. She is such a phenomenal songwriter, like... It's not hyperbole when Todd in the Shadow said that Run Away With Me is one of the best pop songs he's ever heard. It is a fantastic I like
4: song. I actually song. like
0: that one too. Uh Emotion was, I think, my number three song of not number three album of the decade in the twenty tens behind Only Blonde and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um It was my number one of the entire decade. Yeah, it's no it, way. I mean, it's it's pretty flawless, that album. it's one of the best pop records I've ever heard. Like what? it is it is unbelievable. I'll listen to that. Damn, I did that I have to listen to it. Then she comes out with Dedicated in 2019, which was, was that four years after Emotion, I believe? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like, here's some other good music. And then she was like, I'm going to drop my side Bs. I know side Cs aren't a thing, but like, I would love it if they were because I would just love to hear more from her every single day. Like, if she dropped a song if, every single day, I wouldn't be upset about it. Because if you remember, uh, Cut to
3: the Feeling, which is a perfect
0: pop song, mm-hmm. didn't make either
3: Emotion or Emotion Inside B. Was, she yeah. gave
0: it to some movie that yeah. no one remembers. Some, like, Canadian ballerina movie called Leap. All I remember is that, because that was in, like, this Spotify genius annotation about it. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it, this is, it's what happens. But she, she, I think the stat was she wrote, like, 200 songs for Emotion, and obviously only, what was it, like... 14 made the initial cut, and then she released 10 b sides. so that's, like, barely over... And then there was a delective Yeah, so she had so many on the back burner. And just to think of, like, what doesn't make the cut for Carly Rae Jepsen is probably what would put a lot of the albums I have in the middle of the pack on my list over the top. She's such a good... I just can't emphasize enough how incredible she is at her craft, and how unrecognized she is. She was saved from being a one-hit wonder by Owl City. Let's just remember that for a second. Owl City was what saved her from being a one wonder. Yeah. Owl City. Remember Good. Owl City. Good. Shout, shout, out, shout out my high school executive committee for shooting me down when I wanted fireflies played at our dance. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. It's a great song. It's it, a song. It's a it's still it was I
4: right. like overplayed at that point, though. Oh, yeah. like,
0: no, it was it was over like you know this is completely off track, but I think the most overplayed song of all time is You Somebody by Kings of Leon. That's probably yes. the most. Like, I still think that song is overplayed like I still put it on and like I've heard this song enough it's been like 12 years <laughs> since it came out <laughs> yeah. oh my god dude I'm sorry but yeah anyway that's my number five and I'm sticking to it Gibbs what is your number five
3: well I'll have more to say about a couple of the records that have been talked about uh, coming up but my number five is songs for our daughter by Laura Marling Uh, I have been following Laura Marling's career since she started in the folk pop band, Noah and the whale who weren't very good, but she was like very clearly the star of that group. And she came out with a record, like the year she left the band that was really amazing in terms of songwriting from somebody who was so young. And she's, released like seven albums since then. And they're all consistently really great in terms of the songwriting in terms of how she does turns of phrase, in terms of how she does verses. Um, and, um, I really like this record. Uh, Laura Marling is almost never not in my top 10. And I think this is one of her strongest albums to date as a songwriter and as a performer and as a guitarist. Um, the songs "Held Down" and "Only the Strong" both made my top 100 songs list. I made a whole top 100. Um, and yeah, this is just a really strong record by an artist that just constantly makes really strong records. There's not a whole lot I can say about it, other than that it's just another great album from an artist that always makes great albums.
0: I would like to reiterate that I listened to well over 200 albums this year, and Gibbs, half of his list, I have never even heard of. Like, that's, I have a lot of jazz on just it. Yeah, goes to show you <laughs> oh, cool. this guy. Um, but that's, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to trust you and say it's a good pick, knowing nothing about the artist of the album. Uh, just knowing you, I'm going to say it's a good oh pick. Oh my
3: goodness, go listen to some Laura Marley. She's Like I said, she's put out like seven albums that are just all really, You say really this is great. jazz?
0: She's a folk musician. Okay, I was going to say, because if it's jazz, I've seen La La Land. Thank you very much, I know. I <laughs> that's the, all you need
2: to know about jazz.
0: Oscar winning for five seconds, La La Land, I've seen yeah. it. <laughs> em- Emily and I loved that movie, right Emily? Yeah, she's not saying yes because she hated. Come on, La La Land. Land. <laughs> she hated. La 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 Land. Yeah, that, that As, is my number five is Laura Marling, the La La Land soundtrack. Number five for Gibbs. Uh, all right, Vanessa, <laughs> you are back up.
4: All right. Uh, so for my number five, I picked Janae Iko's Chalumbo uh, R and B. My favorite songs off that one would be Triggered and None of Your Concern, Ten Thousand Hours. I think those are like probably my favorites off of it. Um, she also had, like, some good features on there. Nas is on it. Um Future, Miguel, all artists I really enjoy. And uh, Big Sean's on there at one point, and he has his little his verse, of course, because they have, like, their ongoing relationship, which is kind of cool how they, like, mix it in with their music. Yep, I'm fangirling a little bit on that. And um, also, too, with that album, I know it's, like, like she, like, incorporated different sounds from like one of those like tibetan bowls and it's supposed to be all about like your auras and your chakras and it has all like that kind of like cool stuff included in it um which you can like kind of hear throughout it and it's i really enjoyed the album
0: jenna, <laughs> eco, <laughs> jenna eco and she's a part of the one of my three like what if they were together relationships with her and Gambino. I always thought they'd make a great couple, oh. except for the fact that he's like oh, been like, the yeah. same person forever. That'd ever. be um, That'd be so perfect. Uh, shout out Pink Toes <laughs> off of Because of the Internet, an album that I went against the grain and put in my top ten albums of the decade because I couldn't in good conscience put Camp there, <laughs> because I can't I can't say any of the lyrics from Camp, so I. Uh, had to go with because of the internet instead the last album i bought on a physical copy was because of the internet um, yeah i don't remember what mine even was oh god i, I think it was because of the internet unless i mean if you're not counting records um uh, i shout out my parents if they're watching this i just found it funny when i asked for a record player a couple of years ago uh they got me obviously they got me rumors and a few of you can't sweat out which are my two favorite albums of all time um they also got me they know i love the who so they got me. It, they got me the album. It's hard, which is the la- the first album after Keith Moon died. So I was like, I was like, this is great. I was like, why well, couldn't it be like everyone's who favorite Who I like, couldn't it be like Who's next or Tommy or like <laughs> any like any of the pr- anyway. But that's completely off the beaten path for for no reason. Right. I think
4: my first final, now that I think about it, is Hybrid Theory.
0: Wow! Oh! I'm just gonna sc- I'm gonna Original. say screw it and just rename no, it to the Lincoln I can Park.
4: i right now.
0: The Lincoln Park Pod. I'm just gonna rename it the Lincoln Park Pod. I
4: think it's unopened uh-huh. though.
0: So. <laughs> uh-huh. Jay Bruth here because the internet is also better overall than Camp. Some people <laughs> may say that. Some people may say that. I I don't I don't agree with that theory. Uh, and I can tell you who also doesn't agree with that theory, and that is Pitchfork, who famously savaged Camp many years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was like a 1.4. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah did they they, they they still they didn't know how to really talk about gambino at that point i guess anyway uh i'll save the gambino chat for a little bit further down the road um steve it's back to you for your number four
2: number four okay hold on all right number four uh i have kid cuddy man on the moon three mm. uh this album just came out and i don't care but uh you know if i had a full year with this album it'd probably be number one um You know, people think that Kid Cudi You know, they haven't listened to Kid Cudi in a while They thought he fell off He's been here the whole time Uh, I love the artwork on on the album First of all Uh, The first time I heard She Knows This I put it up so loud I thought my speaker was going to break And that was just like the first listen I'm like, oh, like that first few seconds I'm like, She Knows This Fucking cranked it up It was unbelievable Oh, my face was melting off I love that song so much Um (laughs) Some, some bangers on this album. Uh, then there's got, he's got the soothing voice going. He's got the, you know, the, he's got the, he's back gliding over some songs. He's got the hums. Uh, he's back giving you the lyrics, you know, of the old, of getting you through things. Um, I just, I love this album. I got to say, some of the best production that he's ever had. Um, he's got, you know, my favorite songs probably, yeah, it's definitely, she knows this. Um, I love Solo Dolo 3, mm. The Void, uh, Pale Moonlight, and I like Rockstar Nights, including yeah. my boy Trippy Red, uh right. who Vanessa and I saw this year in concert wow. prior to COVID. You know, this year. Yep.
4: I felt like I was uh, low-key worshiping the devil or something, like <laughs> and not like signing up for it. You know, when like you're like at a concert like that, and you're like yeah. Is yeah, this cool. why I'm gonna go to hell? Like
0: that's that's how I felt seeing. Never mind. I'm gonna bite my tongue on that. Are you Talking about Kanye West. No, no, no. He's he's I, I wish I saw to. Kanye West.
1: Uh,
0: no, no. I was going to make a, a joke about seeing Hunter Hayes four times, but. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Hunter Hayes has some bangers. I don't want to hear it. All right, he's. I don't even know what Hunter Hayes' song. He he's sings
4: that song. Uh, I don't want crazy or i want crazy yeah want, that's
0: yeah that, that was i want yeah he's, he's the i want yeah. crazy guy i saw that on the
4: bachelorette or yeah
0: the bachelorette. he's uh he released a decent album then he took a, many years off because he couldn't make music i think he was just having like writer's block or something then he came um, out with like an album and it wasn't very good and we haven't heard from him since so uh that's the saga of hunter hayes who did not appear on this list on any of them because uh, album. Uh, don't push it you don't know I don't think he did. I mean, there's still what uh, right. nine days left in the year, so maybe in these next nine days, Hunter has a drop album. Uh, but I like that pick, Steve. Uh, I also like Another Day, and I love uh, Loving Me by uh, him yeah. and Feeny Bridges. The, uh, the the collab there. It's a very short song, but a very very good song. Good message. Um, and yeah, this is just the kind of the M O for Cuddy. I mean, we we he's always going to deliver seemingly i mean i should be more familiar with this overall catalog but i listened to this album absolutely loved it obviously it made my top 10 so uh it was number eight and it was a late breaker i listened i had 215 as my number i was like great nice nice solid number then evermore and this came out i was like all right well gotta listen to this so yep. i did i did cuddy had priority though and then i listened to of evermore course. after that uh both very good evermore <laughs> evermore might get mentioned later but not as part of my top five um but anyway, okay. solid pick. Uh, da, 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 Who is next? It's Olivia, I believe, who's up next. You're number four, Olivia. If you can hear me. You're muted. You're muted. You are muted. You're muted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. I was saying to Jake how hot take that I would put all-time low as my in the top. I would have put them as number one, but since they're my favorite band, I feel like that's biased, so I didn't.
0: No, you should have. <laughs> That's all music is the most subjective thing in the world. So yeah. yeah I, I, I know,
1: but I don't know. Now we know the truth, but yeah. Well they should be my number one, but whatever. <laughs> okay.
0: Anyway, number four.
1: So, number four, I did Paris Use Me. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to Paris, but they're like I don't know. It was like a total like turn for the band, I feel like. Um they're definitely more on like the whole like pop punk emo-ish vibe um songs give me a minute and hallucinations are really good i don't know it's totally all about like moving on and getting through things and i feel like that is the vibe for 2020
0: as well so
1: it came out later in the year and it's only like their third album but i feel like it was like a total switch up so i'm into it
0: can't say i've ever heard of of the band but uh again it, I, I, trust, uh, I trust your judgment you're on right that one.
1: Paris, but with, like, a V. Oh, wait, no,
0: I v. have heard of this. I've, I've heard of that That artist, yeah. yes. Got the, the oh, that's v, how you pronounce it? The V. Yeah. I thought it was Puris this oh. whole time. I'm like, pretty
1: sure it's Paris.
0: You're probably, I mean, yeah. you're, you're probably right about that. I'm, I'm definitely wrong. That's why I've never said the name out loud. Because I don't want to be wrong about it. Uh, maybe Jake Ruthier can weigh in. Maybe he knows, too. Jake, if you've listened to Paris, or Puris, or Paviris do not pronounce. <laughs> he's saying yeah yes p- okay that's not helping jake you just spelling it doesn't help we need we need a phonetic pronunciation here um even though i trust olivia i think she's right um so yeah that's that's a that's that's a, a pick that i trust i mean there's there's going to be ones that i haven't heard of can't listen to everything but uh i like it
1: Definitely check them
0: out what was it check them out,
1: Definitely check them out yes. i'm gonna have
0: to there's there's been a recommendation uh Gives the, uh, the, is it Sawayama? Is that the album? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That I've been, my friend's been, uh, getting on me to listen to that, and I just haven't had a chance yet. And I've heard it's very good. But, we'll see. Anyway, my number four, I'll just, okay, Jake says it's Paris, so, uh, Olivia and Jake both weigh in. It's decisive. It's (laughs) Paris. (laughs)
4: Steve or not? Yeah, it's me.
0: What? (laughs) What happened? Oh, coolest dude ever? Yeah, it's Steve. Um, I'm going to name a band Rome, but I'm going to replace the O with a V and just leave it at that. Um, Anyway, my number four uh, is Imploding the Mirage by The Killers. This uh, was a surprising album for me because I liked the singles. I liked Caution. Uh, That was a good song. They didn't really release a lot of singles off this album. Um, But Caution was a very good one. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Dying Breed was was a single, or my God, one of them. But it... It re- it's, it's pretty old school killers. I mean, it's like anthem arena rock. That's what made yeah. them great and what made them famous. Like, that's why you see a lot of these like hot takes going around the internet where people are like, When You Were Young is a better song than Mr. Brightside, which is like absurd, but it's a great song still. Uh, that's fine if you want it to be a great song because it, it is such a soaring, enormous song. But it's like one of those songs that when I heard them play it live a couple of years ago, like it's, it melts your face off. It's incredible. But this album kind of gets back to those roots. And it's not terribly long, but it has enough of that old killer sound to really drag you in. And I'm kind of a sucker for the killers. I love them. But it's ironic, because I really didn't like, I think it was Battle Born, and then, oh my god, help me out. What was the most recent one? The one with the clamshell? What was that one? The Cone Shell. What was that called? Uh, i kind of make my own point here. Um, what I, came in I, I
1: know
4: the album, yeah. I what you're talking about, but...
0: Yeah, it's oh my god, dude, it's gonna absolutely bug me. But uh,
4: it's called wonderful, wonderful. Thank
0: you, wonderful, wonderful. Uh and, oh, I it, hated was, the album. and it was average, average <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so it's it's fine. I mean, it exists as a uh as an album. It's okay. But that and Battleborn, not great. Uh and when you're talking about a band that had a classic with hot fuss, a surprisingly polarizing album in Sandstown, which I love, but apparently people don't um and then they come back with this which kind of just taps into those roots i really really enjoyed imploding the mirage and if you're in any way a fan of the killers i recommend you listen to it yesterday that is my uh number four as well not oh, to, wow. look to look at that what are the odds <laughs> Not to cut it though. i'll no, talk about it later. Fine. i mean if it's your number four you might as well talk about it now yeah i'm fine with that
4: are you sure gibbs? oh yeah <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: gibbs is nothing uh, if yeah, not a gentleman well,
4: like I just remember, like, when I heard Caution, I was walking, I think it was in March, and I was, like, going for a walk, and I literally, like, bursted out crying, because I felt like it, like, this was, like, everything I needed to hear in the moment, and that doesn't typically happen for me with stuff, so I was like, oh, yeah, like, and like you said, it just has, like, that old school The Killers vibe, and it was just bringing back, like, all of that for me. I feel like, um, I'm going to say later, too, like, spoiler alert, Kid Cudi's on my top three. So, like, I feel like that's, like, one part of my soul, and, like, The Killers is, like, the other side of it. Um, Other songs, like, from that one, too, that I really liked was, like, Running Towards a Place. Um, And I liked Fire and Bone, too. But, and When the Dreams Run Dry, too. They are just, they were really, it was a great album, Yeah. So just adding on to what your your whole thing
0: was, it's great top to bottom. Uh, it's it, it it's like the the big arena rock stuff really happens there. I love uh, my God might be my favorite song on the album. That's a feature from Waze Blood, which is a very good feature. Uh, I like that too. It's it's really I really don't have any issues with any songs on the album. It's it's not perfect by any stretch, but it's it's not their best album either. But I, I would probably yeah. put it top three. I mean I. Nothing. I don't know if anything's ever gonna touch Hot Fuss or even Sam's Town for me, but Hot Fuss is pretty much the consensus best Killers album. Uh yep. it's not gonna yep. get touched by this, but this is still a, a great album in my opinion. So uh,
4: I think I do like I think I do like When uh, We Were Young better than Mr. Brightside. Maybe it's because Mr. Brightside's so overplayed now or whatever, and it's become like a bar anthem. So I don't know. Maybe if I was younger, I wouldn't have said that if it wasn't so overplayed now. And it's, like, turning to something else. I'm but, coming out of my um,
0: cage, and I've been doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> I do love When You Were Young, though. That was one of those songs I used to jam out to on Guitar Hero 3. Guitar Shout out to Guitar Hero, Hero 3. I was
1: going to say.
0: That was, uh, that was a big one, because then the solo would come, and you'd, like, just start <laughs> yeah. throttling the strum bar, and it's, oh, it's good.
4: It's That good was, shit. like, a like shower song for me, you know? Like, to just, like, any song that you play in the shower, it's, like, you got to rock out, too, too.
0: So no. somehow Steve is now in the chat talking about Quinn Cook. I'm not sure where that, that came from. Uh, but shout out Quinn Cook. I know you're not listening because you're probably playing a basketball game right now. But uh, shout out Quinn Cook. Getting a ring. Uh, so Gibbs, we leapfrogged you there. What's your number four? All right, my number
3: four. This is where uh, the 1975's Notes on a Conditional Form shows up on my list. Um So my favorite thing about the 1975 is how they love to dig up like obscure alternative rock subgenres and make them their own, particularly stuff that um, was before grunge and britpop kind of took over the genre. Yeah. Um, they do this on their previous records with stuff like Sophista Pop mm-hmm. and Late New Wave. And this time they kind of go with stuff like Shoegazing on Then Because She Goes and Jangle Pop on Me and Together song and uh, the, the crowding jewel this record to me is If You're Too Shy Let Me Know Which is just a perfect song yeah. um, I love the way that they like Have this really 80s sound About very modern technology and issues And that's one of the things that They do really well I really like um, Matty Healy's personality on this record because he just subsumes this record. It, it is really his show. And he it's always, always m- show. <laughs>
0: It's always and, his well, show.
3: The thing is, is that he ends the record with Guys, which is a tribute to the other members of the 1975. He wants to make this really clear that the 1975 is not just Matty Healy, that it's yeah. the other members of the band have artistic input too. And I kind of mm-hmm. love that little touch at the end of the record. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like this album as much as I did their previous two records, which I think are more or less perfect. But... Uh, This is well worth the long wait for this record. I thought that it was a really good showcase of how many genres and how many styles the band can do. And it was a really good record for 2020. I just sure wish that, you know, concerts were a thing that could happen this year. Because like you said, they were going to tour with Phoebe Bridgers and Beba Doobie. And uh, they were going to play Boston College. And none of that
0: happened maybe next year. Uh, if i yeah, if i I'm heard like this song record. live i would have transcended into a different plane of existence <laughs> um but i i agree with pretty much everything you said there there Gibbs. um i will have more to say about this album later but i if i was ranking their albums if i like forgot to do it later i would i'm i'm so torn between this and inquiry i still think inquiry is a better album overall uh, I would put this ahead of uh, I like it when you sleep just barely and then their debut album is is by default the fourth one but it's still a good album uh, it is ironic that maybe their most well-known mainstream song is still chocolate which is off of that album uh, and I say mainstream lightly because they are not really well known over here like especially on the charts they just they oh, aren't, really? they aren't really that well known now not really unfortunately oh, I hope no. They are. no I wish trust me I wish they were well known here. Um, I'd be their number one fan. Well, I already kind of am, but still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because uh, it's pretty much between if you're too shy and it's not living. If it's not with you, for their best song for me, mm-hmm. I, I love it's not living. If it's not With that song is on un- played song like two years like it, yeah it's been like my been, like my most my most my most played song. It was I think it was my second most played song other than uh, if you're too shy. Let me know. My top four <laughs> songs this year were all 1975, which is not a surprise. Um, but again, I'll have more to say
2: about them in a bit. Steve, it is back to you for your number three. Well, my number three had all of my top, uh, my entire top ten most played songs was off this album, but it's my number three album. How about that? And it is Juice World. Yeah. Let's just never die. I knew that was. I knew that was coming at some point.
0: Yep. I'm surprised it's not number one, frankly.
2: No, I know. I, it, you know, I think it's fantastic, but I just can't give it to him. I, 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 there's two others that are That just took the cake for me um, But it's actually it's Unbelievable to me how many unreleased bangers He had and he continues to have I, I think that this is like one of many Like he'll put out I mean this state will put out more The um, Fantastic You know follow up to his You know death race for love which I thought was a fantastic Album last year um, But yeah this is The rare you know post death album that was done right um some songs uh usually are you know tacked on or or fabricated but not this album he used the man uh highlights on this album i love we're wishing well uh can't die i like hate the other side come and go um yeah i put this album on all the time listen to it all the time um i love this album so much
0: yeah uh, when i ranked my top 10 hits of the year wishing well came in at number eight it's a great song uh juice world is like we touched on earlier, it's just sad how many rappers there are who, you know, even though Mac Miller was a little bit older than Juice World and Pop Smoke, like, how many of them have been lost in the past year and how much more they had left to give. And Juice World, um, right. and I mean, he, this album is great. Um, I really liked it a lot. I wasn't familiar too much with his other stuff. Like, I knew Lucid Dreams, obviously, but uh, then I listened to this. Also, first of all, great artwork on the album. Fantastic. Uh, oh, yeah. Agreed. And, Wishing well, I think, is the standout song, but there are a lot of great ones too. Uh, It's 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 very very good, very
2: yeah. I think that Juice World. When I when I think of Juice World, I think of all the rappers that have died in the last you know four or five years. There's you know many great ones. Many or some some people don't think some are are that good. I think Juice World, out of all of them, had the most potential. Uh, I think he could have been. I I think he truly could have been like like top of the pop rap. You know, like a Travis Scott type, like where everyone really, you know, everyone defaults to loving him, and he, all the dudes love him. You know what I mean? Like I thought Juice World was on that trajectory. I, I still believe it, and I think he could have been one of the best ever. That's that's a I, I take I I'll I'll will keep for a while.
0: What's our uh, what's our temperature on Travis Scott? What do we think of Travis Scott? I
2: love Travis Scott. I don't even care. I love him. Natural <laughs> world, we're right. natural. Oh, there you
4: go.
0: We saw him on
2: tour last gotcha. year. It was pretty sweet. All
0: right. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with Travis Scott. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't really have many strong feelings either way. Like, I don't, I don't feel the same way about him as I do Drake. Let's put it that way.
2: Oh, I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big difference between the two, in my opinion. I, like, Travis yeah. Scott, I know he went, main, I know he's, like, yeah. like, so mainstream, but at the same time, like, his music fucking is dope. I don't mm-hmm. even care. I love it. Like,
4: yeah. that concert gave me major anxiety, but probably just because of the venue being so big and... I don't know, it's like, it was weird seeing him in concert, I'd say, like, in comparison to other people I've seen, like, he didn't really, like, connect with the audience in the same way, like, it was kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, not very genuine, I guess, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um And, like, there was, like, a lot of gimmicks, like, there was, like, a roller coaster in the sky. Yeah, and- <laughs>
1: wasn't it a whole carnival themed, like? Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. a carnival theme, right. and,
4: like, people, like, paid a lot of money, and they could, like, go and do, like, things like jumping off the stage. I'm just not into that whole thing. So, yeah, that part I'm not into, but I do like his music and I like his beats. And, like, I record, like, I uh, made a dance when I was in my senior year of college to one of his songs for, like, a hip-hop piece. It's, like, so I, I am a big fan. I like it, but obviously I'm a big fan.
0: <laughs> but. Yeah, I remember a lot of the dance craze. Like, there was a dance craze every year that I was in college. Like, there was, I think I think Gangnam Style was my freshman year our uh, Harlem Shake was my sophomore year. Uh, I think Black Beatles was my senior year, actually. I actually kind of like Black Beatles, I'm not gonna lie. The song, the challenge is kind of stupid, but the song is pretty good.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, the album was good, actually, too, that. Yeah, Ray uh, Fremor. Uh, which is, uh, they,
0: they, they released an album last year? Did they release an album last year?
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah it's like it was, album. uh, it was like Swaycation and, um whatever. There's like, it was, it was trim yeah. three. I also have to, I want to point out, but I forgot to mention, but when I did my 10
0: through six, uh, if fine line got released like a month later, it would have been in my top 10, but it came out in December, 2019. So, uh,
1: Fame, James. Harry
0: Styles just kind of missed the list for me. Uh, just want to um, shout out Harry Styles. I know he's listening. He's a big fan. Um, <laughs> But just want to shout him out. I said it in my article about the top 10 hits of the of the year, but if there was ever any doubt that he would go on to have the best career of any One Direction member, it's uh been crushed by Fine Line because that album is incredible. But anyway, uh moving on to Jesus, I think it might be Olivia's turn to go number 3.
1: Yeah, so the rest of my list is all women which I love. Um <laughs> number 3 I got Halsey, Manic. Hmm. Um, I just feel like this album is just, like, hit after hit. Like, you have Nightmare and Graveyard, which are, like, so great. But then you also have, like, some deeper cuts, like, nine two nine and 3 a.m. And I feel like that brings out the emo side, which
0: you guys know I love. Mm-hmm. Um, You're a big Halsey yeah. fan. You've been a big Halsey fan for a long time.
1: You know I have since the indie mix days. I've been a Halsey fan. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I just love her. I feel like it goes back to, like, her old fans would appreciate this album. Like, it would go back to her first album, kind of. The she,
0: way. um, it's funny about, the thing about Halsey is I've never been, like, a huge fan of Halsey's music, but my favorite song of hers is Colors, which is the one that's reportedly about like Maddie Healy. Mm-hmm.
4: No way! Your yes. favorite. <laughs> I love that song, too. Because she
0: talks about, A, and rampant drug use, which, Maddie Healy... And B, that uh, the guy's mom used to be, like, a talk show host or something, and his mom used to be a talk show host or something, um, like, or a TV host or something like that. Um, but, yeah, they used to run together. Um, but you yeah. can't
1: deny she has good um, songwriting skills, though. She does.
0: Right. She's good. She
4: has a good voice, too. Uh, I really love that album. Uh, that's There's, like, this one song, or is it even a song, or is it just, like, a clip from, like, that Megan Fox movie, Killing Boys?
2: um you got me on this one oh yeah jennifer's body yeah jennifer's Jennifer's body Body. yeah
4: oh hell yeah let's go and then um that song ashley which isn't that her name like her her
1: name's actually ashley oh my
4: god like i love that song so i really like that album too i didn't include it on my top 10 but it's a good album (laughs) (laughs) yeah me too
0: uh this is one of those albums that and, again, like, this is just the case with me, like, with the artist. Like, I'm, I'm not a big Halsey fan, so I didn't really love the album. Like, it's just something I had to give a chance to because everybody was uh, raving about it. Except for everybody's favorite music review site. Um, and I'm I know. It,
4: it got a bad rep.
0: It did get a bad rep. Uh, yeah. they, every now and, Gibbs, Gibbs knows my, uh, my volatile relationship with Pitchfork, um, yeah. sometimes I'm like, they really nailed this, and then sometimes I'm like, what in the hell are they talking sometimes about?
1: Sometimes they just, like, shit all over something. Like,
0: I saw their Man on the Moon 3 review and almost had a heart attack lying in bed. Like, uh, look on the bright side, they used to be a
3: lot more snarkier and a lot less good of writers in, like, the early 2000s, and now they've, they're actually kind of legit, but, yeah. like, Yeah.
0: I think I if think you want to have your wish re- album reviewed well, just rename yourself Fiona Apple, or just name the album Fiona <laughs> Apple, and you're pretty much <laughs> guaranteed. Radiohead was the joke like ten yeah, years ago. right, they right. just call it Radiohead, and you'll get like a nine at least from them. But anyway, yeah. Um,
1: also, like say something back to them about the bad review, yeah. and then
0: it like blew up into yeah, it did because she right. apparently didn't realize that their headquarters is at the World Trade Center. Uh, yeah. And the joke did not land, obviously, because she, oh. she, uh, it didn't really work yeah. out for her there. Uh, Damn. Yeah, no. It didn't. Well, uh, how
1: would you know that? Like, if you don't, not, video, don't know.
0: Like, you but she really she know. said something like, uh, like, like blow up the basement that this person's in or something like that. Yeah.
1: But like, oh, not, no. re- not,
0: <laughs> no, not I realizing know. what you're talking about. Like, that's, wow. that's a bad oh, No, no, no. That's bad. Uh, but terrible. she apologized for it She was like I don't think anybody ex- I, I didn't know that Like I didn't Obviously didn't mean that Like come on <laughs> Like she obviously Didn't want like that to happen Like it's just a misunderstanding Right Um. But yeah That's So There's that Oh but Jake Ruthie You're guessing that The new M&M's In your top two Is the funniest
2: shit oh, I've ever seen <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, That's, That's that I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a breath for a second. Oh my wow. god. Wow. Uh, all right. in in this, in this podcast, god damn. Uh, so my number three, I'm pretty sure that Steve will be talking about this one at some point. <clears throat> uh, and that is March 15th, 2020 by Childish Gambino. Which uh, is an example of an album that... I think when I was talking to Gibbs about this, it's kind of like his Sigma Oasis... Where it wasn't an album that was, like, beloved by critics, uh, but it's an album that connected with you and kind of made a real impact. And this album just hit me, like, March 15th, that was pretty much when all this started. And that was really when lockdown began. And I was just kind of very introspective, just wondering what, like, the next year was going to be like, next few months was going to be like. And I remember just driving around listening to that album. And i get that it might come across as lazy because they're just pretty much time codes and there's no album art like whatever but i think that calling it march 15th 2020 kind of just sets that moment in time and you'll I'll, I'll always look back at that moment and at that date and at that album and remember where i was listening to it i remember time like i texted steve when i listened to time for the first time i was like i almost cry listening to this song like this song yep. just absolutely demolished me um it's got features from ariana grande on there um it that's I think that's on time actually. Uh, Algorithms a great song. Um, Steve helped me out. Was it fifty three? What's the one I'm thinking about? Fifty three, fifty one. What's it called? Fifty three. The last album song. Fifty three twenty nine. Fifty uh, three twenty nine. That's my favorite ni- song of the year. I think nineteen thirty one is also the other one that I liked a lot. Um, I'd have to go back and look. The only thing that's hard with time codes being your song titles is that they're not particularly memorable.
2: How'd it go? I mean, yeah. was Like my favorite one was. Uh, was fifty three twenty nine and then uh, twenty four nineteen I think it was. It was like sweet thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? because
0: there were there were some songs that like had quote unquote titles but like they weren't like referred to as such. Yeah, 24, nineteen. Nineteen ten, That's the one I'm thinking of. Thirty five thirty one also. It's another one I love.
2: Uh,
3: I get where you're coming from with that uh, yeah. With regards to uh, Kendrick Lamar's Untitled Unmastered Which has one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar songs on it But I can never remember the actual title yeah. I, I just, but when, when I say, oh, Blue Faces You know exactly yeah. what
2: song that is that's, that's the song I know too that's, I was going to ask you if it, if it was Blue Faces or not <laughs> And
0: not to mention, I said this to Gibbs When I was defending this album as I do like once a month it seems But he could not have picked a worse time for it to drop <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it, it completely Finished. vanished. Like, no one remembered it because of when it came out. And that's unfortunate for Gambino, because I was really anticipating this. Because I, I thought he was done making music. And this might come as a surprise to a lot of people, especially knowing that I'm a huge Gambino fan. I didn't love Awaken My Love. Wasn't a big fan of the album. Um, but I, like, love his old stuff. I love his mixtapes. Like, Break All the Lights was the first Gambino song I ever heard. Mm. And... It's still one of my favorite Gambino songs ever. Uh, shout out Brandon Maxwell for introducing me to that song. It's a banger. Forever will be. Um, again, another song I wish I could quote here on the airwaves, but I, I will not uh, for my self preservation. But I absolutely love love Gambino. He's such a. I think he's just a master. I mean, I know people look at him and they kind of think that they don't really get the deal, but I've always kind of seen and identified with uh, with Gambino, even though he's kind of you know gone a a little off the rails here and there, but, uh, I've always loved the guy. I've been on his, been on his hype train now for six or seven years and not getting off. So that's my number three. I will have more to say about that soon. I'm sure you will. Uh, Mr. Gibbs.
3: All right. My number three, this is where, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's dedicated side B comes in. This is actually number three is the lowest that I've had a Carly Rae Jepsen album on my list in a while. Wow. Um, (laughs) Which should tell you how much I love her music. Um, And I want to point out, like, in terms of the B-sides, how interesting this record is in terms of its construction. I Like, there are two songs on here, Felt This Way and Stay Away, that basically use the same hook and chorus, but they use them in two very different ways on the two songs. Um, I really love the song I Don't Hate California. After all, it has a bit of a vaporwave type thing that I think is really great. Um, Summer Love is a really great indie pop song uh, And it just shows to her strengths as a songwriter That uh, all these songs did not make the main dedicated record And that she put these out later yeah. Um, And yeah, she's just a really great songwriter Really great collaborative songwriter Really, You, you can tell right away what a Carly Ray Jepsen lyric And what a Carly Ray Jepson song structure sounds like From the last couple records And she's just always great
0: Jack Antonoff all over your top ten Gibbs.
3: Weird, right? Um, yeah. I
0: you know it, what I like. I like Jack Antonoff. Um, even though I'm not like a, uh, I know this didn't come up this year because she hasn't released an album, but maybe in 2021 it'll come up. Uh, I've never been a big fan of Lord, and I know he works with her a lot. Um, I've just never been a huge fan. I know that sh- shocks a lot of people because I've never heard a bad thing said about Lord, and her music's not bad. It's just not really for me. Um, like. Yeah. If you told me in 2007 that of all of
3: the indie artists that I was listening to, that the one that would be like a super relevant producer would be the lead singer of the band Steel Train, which is what, what the band Jack Antonoff sang for before he
0: was in Fun, and then, yeah, gonna, uh, I wouldn't have believed again. you, because oh that dude. band was not really great. D- Don't even get me started on the Fun. <laughs>
3: I oh, liked
0: fun. fun back in the day. I
4: thought I, we I,
0: all Fun. What are you talking about? Fun had a couple of good songs. Uh, I love the band The Format,
3: which is what Nate Roos used to sing in. and I, yeah. I, I kind of rue Fun because The Format broke up because he was in Fun. Okay. And The Format had just reunited when COVID started. And I was like, that meant we didn't get any sort of tour out of The Format.
0: Nate Roos is in the great pantheon of singers that I would like Fun a lot more if he wasn't the singer. It's just, mm. his voice is, is his so face? abrasive. His voice is just so abrasive to me. Like, I just can't it's it, it. It's
2: his face, isn't yeah. it? And,
0: is <laughs> yeah, his... And it, like, all I remember from the video from Some Nights is his super up-close face singing, and I'm like, this is really unpleasant for me. Like, <laughs> I really don't want to see this anymore. Can you, like, switch you feel to that? anything yeah. else?
4: I got to <laughs> a point where it was just no more. <laughs> it's too
0: much. And then, thank God, like, yeah, Jack Andoff has made a, quite a career for himself. Uh, shout out to... Uh, I mean, he's worked with a lot of people, but, like, Taylor Swift, Carly Rae Jepsen, Lord, like, those are his, his big his big three right now. And uh, I don't know if you guys have listened to, I mean, Bleacher's new album that came out, like, three years ago, uh, but his song on there, Hate That You Know Me, with uh, Carly Rae Jepsen is one of my favorite songs he's ever done, and probably has something to do with the fact she's on it, and is great. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Uh, Vanessa, your number three.
4: Oh, yes. Um, so, my number three is also Juice World Legends Never Die, Um. I think I had to give it top three because it definitely is, like, my one of my most played albums throughout the entire year. Especially, like, in the summer, it was just, like, a bunch of bops to, like, yeah. drive around the car to and sit at the pool with. Um, yeah, my favorite song is probably Man of the Year. Just because of that line in the beginning, "Sipping codeine like it's beer, was just... <laughs> It was just too on point, man, for me. I was like, this is awesome. Let's go. <laughs> that's, that's, that lyric spoke to you? That <laughs> <laughs> of the whole album. I was like, "All right." <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah, just, you know, it made me miss my partying days. Just kidding.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it really, like, it really is sad how many songs on that album, like, foreshadowed what was going to happen.
2: And like, oh, totally. Right, right. right. Like, all the songs did though. You know, even yeah. like the, right. the early ones, he was always talking about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, he how old was we'll he? Was 21?
2: Yeah. yeah, the, the yeah. weekend.
0: Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's so sad. It Really is. But it's a good, it's a great pick. I mean, I I have not heard a bad thing about that album. And I think yeah. it was what, it came out in July? Is that what it was? Was it July or June? maybe May, maybe? May. Yeah. I I think
4: it came out kind of earlier, but good album. It had like some like good contributions to like with him like talking and all of that which i really liked and yeah i i think he like talks about anxiety in there too which is really cool i i really enjoyed that album like all the way through and yeah it was a great album
0: (laughs) i can't i can't follow you i mean i've i love i have a really big appreciation for uh for (laughs) steve i read your comment i'm sorry i (laughs) said Uh, Come on, uh, shout out to Taylor Swift. She's a Rhode Island resident, just like all of, well, most of us. (laughs) I've
2: spoken to her her. before. Olivia's close enough. She lives in Connecticut. I'm going to grab my uh, laptop charger real quick. Okay.
0: Uh, So that that works out well, because that was Vanessa's number three. So, Steve, it swings back to you for your silver medalist
2: of the year. All right, silver medalist. I am going to go with an album that I loved a lot, and it's not the one you already mentioned, Jake. It is... Oh, actually, you did mention this one. It's Eternal A Take. Hey. But the deluxe version of ah, Love is Rage 2. Gotcha. I'd need the whole thing. That's I need the, the one with, uh, That's the one with Myron on it, right? Yep. Myron, I love, I love Lotus. Myron. I love Myron. Oh, my. Goddamn. Strawberry Peels. Oh, the album, dude. I, I have not, like, I, I listened to, like, a lot of Juice World this year, but uh, of, like, 2020 albums This is like My most listened to song I I mean album I put this on Just fucking Just jamming out Just do whatever It doesn't matter The album So accessible Uh, It's the rare album That lives up to the hype You know It was like Everything about Uzi Was like Oh When's he gonna release Eternal Take? Blah 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 blah." And I thought Never I, I was like I didn't even I kinda even put that one Past that in my brain But when that album Came out And it lived up to the hype Oh my god Some some face melting bangers. You got strawberry peels. You got No Auto with a Little Dirk. Um, my favorite song, however, is his singing ballad with Sid. Urgency. I love that song. I, that's my favorite I like song, that
1: song.
2: Oh my god! Um, and you know what? To some of he's got some samples on there. He even he samples Space Kid at three D from the Microsoft. Freaking uh, the the pinball game, remember that Microsoft game? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was
0: famous that he that he uh, that he sampled that. That's right.
2: Yep, um, that that yeah.
0: was um that was on
2: You Better Move that that song.
0: Yep, that's right. Uh, that was my that was my favorite song on the album. You Better Move that that had yep. the Blue Eyes White Dragon reference. Yep, Blue Eyes White Dragon. Idiot. Oh my god! Dudes. And when I heard when I heard that, I I remember I just I had pulled I would run to get a sandwich. I just pulled home and I was listening to that song, and I heard him say it, and I did it like a literal like double take, like you'd see in a movie. I was like. Like what? And I, like I had to rewind the song. I listened to it again. I'm like, did, I know he's a big anime guy, but I was like, did this guy really just drop a blue eyes white dragon reference?
2: Like, are you serious? And in that song too. So he goes from that. Then he goes, he goes blue eyes white dragon something, uh, something about being uh, using uh, fruit of the loom. Uh, I, I'm more of an iPod. You're more of a Zune. Like, <laughs> like some of these. These are insane oh. references. That's a, oh, that's, back, that's that's back when I used to watch Zoom. Remember that?
0: That's a that's a devastating line too. The uh, oh. you're an I'm an iPod. You're a Zoom. That's a devastating line. Oh, I um, wanted a Zoom back in the day. My mom didn't get it for me for Christmas. Zooms, look, Zooms looked cool, but they were very impractical. Like just looking at them. they weren't good. No, they were not. <laughs> and there's a reason why Star Lord has one in Guardians of the Galaxy because it's like a joke. The fact, yeah, that he, yeah. the fact he has that <laughs> on an iPod. It probably cost nothing to use it, too. Like Using an iPod yeah, right. costs money. Um, but anyway, that's a good pick. Obviously, it was in my top 10. So uh, I Thank loved you. it. It's been in my top 10 pretty much all year since I listened to it. And there I, have been oh, a lot of albums it. that got kicked out of my top 10 this year The Eternal Take remained there the whole time. It's a good album. A great you, album. Fantastic y'all. Looking forward to what Luluzi Vert's got next. Um, Me too. Olivia, you're number two, your silver medalist. <laughs>
1: So I actually ranked our Rhode Island resident, Taylor Swift, at number two.
2: Ooh, <laughs> Evermore? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> 1989.
1: <laughs> I haven't even to, listen to Evermore fully because it, like, just came out the other day, which is, right. like, yeah. all right, just casually dropping another one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I've always been a Swift fan since, like, Tim McGraw, like, the old days. And I just love how she's, like, always taking a risk and doing something different and, like, Having like Bonnie Vare on a track is
2: just like I just love that. I was like, Cheat he's code. He's, like, he's so Bonnie right Vare's a cheat code. Get out of here. He's good, but don't call him a cheat he's code. He's a cheat code, Jake. He's good. He's really good. <laughs> he's really good. But it's not like
0: you put him on a song, you're like, Oh my god, Bonnie Vare. Uh, well, him on uh, on my beautiful Darch Wissler Fantasy. He, well I mean okay, yes, he, that Steve, that song features like seven people.
4: Yeah, wait. Which song was that one?
0: Lost in the world. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about. I thought you are talking about Monster. I was like, Monster has like seven people on it. I, know, yeah. I barely remember he's on that song. I mean, there's a thousand people I, on that song. Ring. Lost
2: in the world. That's his whole sample. That from no, no, first no. Album. I'm, I'm ki-
0: No, I meant Monster. Lost in the world. Yes, oh. that that's good. Um, but also, uh, that was Monster was a song that launched Nicki Minaj, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty much. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I, I could go on. I could do a whole episode on my beautiful Dark Vista, Fantasy. I love that album. Which top could Kanye yeah. West, he might be crazy now, but he made a perfect album. In that that was a perfect album. Unbelievable album. But anyway, uh, we are talking about Taylor Swift, who is actually kind of connected to Kanye West. Um mm-hmm. not, not, in a, not in a great way. Um,
1: Always. Not in a great way.
0: Now, I would say she, it, here's uh, yeah, I would say she's, and actually, it's a pretty good question. Who's had the better better musical career album wise, her or Kanye West? Because she's Kanye. never made anything as good as My Beautiful Art Twisted Fantasy. Oh but, no! Like but, that was the last great record. He but made. his lows are, are are her. Yeah, his lows are a lot worse than hers.
4: <laughs> that is like, true.
0: I know. I know. Josh Martin is somewhere. His ears are ringing as I say this. But Reputation's a bad album. I'm sorry in, to break it to you. It's in a my, yes. bad album. It's got good songs. It is a bad album. Yeah. Like. It's weird to think
3: Delicate is from that album. It just doesn't feel like a yeah, song from there. Like she, it's it so much it. better than everything else on the record.
0: She would she would be good enough if she took Delicate retroactively put it on 1989 and just deleted Reputation from existence. <laughs> Cuz like I, and I'm I say this as the only person on this entire planet who likes the song Endgame. I'm the only person who likes that song. I'm fine with that. Oh,
4: I love that song. Um, I, I don't really like it. Some
0: people also like it. I I love it because uh, the Lights Camera Barstool podcast recut the Endgame first trailer with uh, the Endgame song, and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. And then I got <laughs> binging listening to it, and I love it. Uh, even though Ed Sheeran and Future have no place together on a song, makes no <laughs> sense right. now. That's no, you're okay. right about that. Um, but it's like putting like meatballs and like I'm trying to think of like anchovies like I guess that those both belong on pizza you get the idea yeah. but um that's actually kind of an intriguing conversation of who's had the better overall career I would say oh my god I would probably say Taylor just because she's had fewer lows like reputation sucks but pretty much everything else she's made has been really damn good like Kanye's had some some not great albums before yeah yeah you, First. Oh, god, I go Kanye god
1: damn Dark
2: Fantasy is such a good album <laughs> I, his first, like his his first few, like he, like every album that he had up until right. My Life of Pablo, like changed the game.
4: And My Life yeah. with Pablo, I really like that album too.
0: My li- the, the life, the life of thing- Pablo, is like one of his most polarizing albums. Like that I and Jesus like are the super that's polarizing. The thing is you
4: can't even really like say which one is like obviously uh, the Dark Twisted Fantasy one, but like if you remove that, right? How can you even say which one is the best? Like college dropout graduation. Those are hits on there. Like walk, like, like all yeah. those it's just uh touch the sky, like
0: that we always Diamond. do with this time. Uh yeah.
4: yeah there's like so many great songs. Like I wouldn't even I would have to go Kanye
0: just because of that. Yeah. But I, um I'm actually gonna switch in my vote now. I think it is Kanye just because <laughs> just because yes he's,
4: good too, but like
0: he's had more <laughs> lows than Taylor Swift. He's also released I think I think more albums than her, right? Or the same amount of albums? I honestly I right. don't know. I
4: think that's what um, makes a well-rounded artist, though, is somebody who yeah. will, like go out there and try like really different things. I know Taylor Swift has, and you know she went country, or she was country, and she kind of went more popish, and yeah, respect. But like Kanye's like done like gospel. He's yeah, I don't know. He's just
0: yeah. and I I mean like <laughs> I'll say I don't like Jesus is King. I do not like. Um, Right, like, but he went and took yeah. that risk. You t- know I, mean? I mean he took a risk and it did not turn out as well as Taylor Swift's uh tip dipping her toe into folk music, which oh, like,
4: is out. it a failure because he does have like a cult that he has started from it. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm just
0: gonna I'm just gonna pop a quick I'm just gonna pop a quick allegedly in there, just in case Kanye West people are listening, even though I know they're not. Um but back to back to Taylor Swift for a moment. Uh, I do remember, uh, like, when she announced she was d- dropping a surprise album, it was, like, a momentous occasion, because, like, she didn't do that. I mean, how much build-up was there to Reputation and Lover? Like, so much build-up to those, singles, everything, and then she was just like, here you go, here's, here's folklore, yeah. enjoy it, it's gonna be, mm-hmm. it's gonna and be a And everything
1: good time. felt, like, different about it, I don't know.
0: I remember I was, I listened to it playing Mortal Kombat one night, and I was like, these probably don't go together well, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> uh yeah, right. <laughs> shout out shout out ed boone big fan of the podcast um anyway but yeah i mean i liked folklore it did not make my top 20 or top 10 but um <laughs> i enjoyed it i ended up actually giving it the same score i did evermore i think they are both very uh equal albums and i know a lot of people will disagree with that but uh i, I think... like
3: folklore more than evermore but i i like evermore that's a really good record it's yeah. just it came out the same year as folklore is the right. big problem with it. Yeah. I mean you could you could oh. have called one Evermore and one folklore and I I probably wouldn't have known the difference, quite <laughs> on, so. Uh she did get both Haim and the Nationals very first Hot One Hundred yeah. hit this week when the uh, whole album made the Hot One
0: Hundred. That was Haim's first ever appearance Ooh. on the Hot One Hundred.
3: Yeah, can you believe that? No The Wire,
0: no uh forever, no Want You Back, no I back can't believe that, I can't believe The 100. Wire or Want You Back could didn't didn't make the Hot One Hundred. At least like yeah. even yeah. the lower like rungs of the Hot One Hundred. Yeah, it's weird.
3: Like, that's their first uh, top 40 Hot 100 appearances that, but uh, which, which, what I think is the best song on Evermore. Which Thank is no you. Way. So do I. I
0: love that song. I love that song. A lot of people disagree, apparently, but I do love that song. I haven't listened to it or any of it. Don't screw Taylor Swift over because she will murder you with the help of Heim, apparently. <laughs> so that's just something to keep in the back of your mind. Uh, so, my number two uh and you know it's funny i just spent whatever the like 20 minutes ago i was just talking shit about how you could just call an album fiona apple and you'll get a nine on pitchfork uh but my number two is fetch the Bull cutters by fiona apple which, i knew
2: that was going to be up there so
0: the best way i can describe this album is it's like me watching a performance of hamlet because i see it and i'm like I know what I'm watching is great. I know what I'm watching is fantastic. It's like a moment in music history is what I'm watching here. Or play history, whatever. I can't really explain it to you though. Like I yeah. really want to explain why it's so great, but I'm not at that level to do it. Like I just know, like I hear it, and it's it's so unique and so different from everything else out there. And she's always been like that. I know Gibbs is kind of the Fiona Apple expert amongst us all here. So correct me if I'm wrong at any point here, Gibbs, but She's always been like that. I mean, it's on her mm. terms when she wants to do things, when she wants to release stuff. She's potentially going to boycott the Grammys uh, because Dr. Luke got nominated. So Unsurprising. That's fine. Do that. I don't care. I mean, she should boycott the Grammys because her album didn't get nominated in the first place. But the Dr. It got Luke got
3: nominated was. for uh, alternative album and a couple rock categories, which were... Mostly nominated women this year In the rock categories Was the one category that they got really right In the Grammys was rock yeah. Everything else was kind of not
0: correct They they nominated a Deluxe version of a Black Pumas album Over Fiona Apples
3: They nominated album. somebody named Jacob Collier Who I'm not sure if, if they're somebody's kid or not Dude, poor, I, I've never heard of Poor before. Jacob Collier
0: Because no one had ever heard of him And then the whole, the whole sequence that day was Nominations released who's Jacob Collier, this album sucks, why is he nominated? That was the sequence from everybody on Twitter. It was like, why is this person is nominated? Is he
3: some YouTuber? I, I'm still I not entirely sure who he is.
0: But one way or the other, Fiona Apple probably should have been nominated because this album is great. I mean, it made it made headlines when Pitchfork gave it a 10, which is the first time they've done that for a new album since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Back in they almost never give out 10s. They don't. Uh, but what was your they, favorite song off the album? Uh, mine is probably either Shamiko or I Want You to Love Me. Yep.
1: Okay.
0: My, I like uh, Heavy Balloon. That's a good yeah, that's one. That's my too. favorite. I'm yeah. partial to newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> that's a, I get it because I work. Okay, anyway. Um, it's good. I mean, the whole album is great. Um, I think it's like just a shade under an hour. It's like 50 minutes, 51 minutes. Uh, it's good. It's about a dozen songs. <clears throat> You'll probably find something you like if you listen to If you've ever listened to, like, listen to Fiona Apple before. Uh, but you got to admit gifts. They've flirted with giving her a 10 before many times. Mm-hmm. Like I think the idler wheel was like what a 9.4 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they've come very close before. Uh, and when they gave this a 10, I was like, all right, well, I don't have to worry about what their album of the year is. Cause nothing's going to top that unless she, releases, sure enough. unless she
2: releases fetch the bolt cutters again. But, uh, doesn't she, doesn't she have the, like the, the world record for like the longest album name ever. Uh,
3: for a while she did i think chumba now has the longest oh really title.
0: <laughs> they need to have something that's I mean, right other than how do get it longer <laughs> but you yeah it's like 90 words long uh, yeah. when the palm, which is her second record yeah you know, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> um but gibbs i know this will be coming up on your list later so i won't i won't spend too much oxygen on this right now uh but anyway actually i think you're up next now that i think about it yeah, yeah you're up
3: So uh, my number two album this year is Sideways to New Italy by Rolling Blackout's Coastal Fever They are an Australian jangle pop band If you are familiar with like the Gin Blossoms or REM You kind of get the the genre that these band is Uh, the, The big thing with them is that they have three guitar players and on all of their songs, you can hear the three guitar players do very different things with their guitars in terms of how they, you know, get them to jangle and and how it works with the catchy melodies that they write. They also have three songwriters. Um, the uh, One of the songs on this record, Cars in Space, is my favorite song of the year. It is, like, uh, just full of hooks, even when it's just, like, two minutes of them banging on their guitars it's just really incredibly catchy they released like three other singles off this record which are really really great um and yeah like listening to kind of like jangly rickenbacker indie jangle pop is like just catnip to my ears because i grew up like i said listening to rem and the gin blossoms and tom Petty and the heartbreakers and stuff like this just really just catches my ear right away um uh, this was a band that I would have loved to have seen live this year. They were probably going to come to America, but that's not happening. Um, I, I have heard that Australia has done a better job with COVID than the US has. Yeah, so maybe they, 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 they got in some, some kind of socially distanced performance this year, but yeah, they are oh, cool. on the top of my list for 2021 uh, yeah. for seeing stuff. Um, they released a record a couple years ago and an EP before that that I thought were really great, and this is kind of the pinnacle of what they do they really seem to be more so than somebody like real estate they seem to be the band to go to for this kind of music and it's really great to see them put out Mm -hmm. such a great album in a year that
0: you know desperately needed some really fun indie jangle rock two things two quick notes first off Gibbs you remember that you and I used to get into it about blur and oasis do you remember that yeah yeah yeah, you were Team Blur, I was Team Oasis. I'm still not. I'm not off that hill still. Um, second of all, this band, I have not screwed up the name of a band more than I have this one this year. Like, I Because I it's st- a full sentence. Is Okay, hold on. It's Rolling Coastal Blackouts Fever? No, it's... Ro- Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever. I, I don't know why they give I don't themselves I, such a, a tongue-twisting, very long name. convoluted name. But it's a good album. I listened to it. It gives a, gives a recommendation. It's very good. Uh, I'm a sucker for jangle pop type stuff, too. I mean see the 1975 but um yeah it's a great album so i, I highly recommend it and uh does mr gibbs uh so vanessa your number two
4: yeah so uh so my number names. two is man on the moon three kid cutty um i probably will put it number one but since it just released it's just not right to put it number one yet i haven't fully processed it i don't think but it'll get a two um yeah, I don't know. I think right now like this the song favorite song changes like depending on the day, but I do like how like in the beginning of She Knows This, uh, there's like that ode to Stand By Me. Yeah. yeah. Kit does that too. Like, so are you allowed to swear on this podcast?
3: Oh yeah, I don't care.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh so like in like uh Indicud with Unfuck that's my favorite song of Kid Cuddy's and There's, like, a line from the godson in that. So, um, where he's, like, you can fly. fly. Nobody can touch you. Like, I I love that. So, like, having that, like, again, like, the theme of that occurring, it's, like, it's just cool, like, you know. Uh, And then I really like Lord I Know, too. Um, I think that might be my other favorite, like, of the week (laughs) from that. (laughs) But we'll see, like, what it is next week, you know. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. That that I remember when I listened to it for the first time, I just kind of put it on and I was like, I need to pay attention to this. So I was listening to right. it, reading the lyrics on Genius as I was going along. I was like, and
4: like reading you like I, like, yeah. we're like in the DMs yeah. and you're like, did you like this yet? I'm like, no, yeah. but I'm I'm trying to focus on the lyrics yeah. on Genius, so stop tweeting. That.
0: Exactly, I'm like I'm like texting somebody or yeah, you guys were DMing me and I'm like, this is great. I'm, like, you, I'm like, if you guys haven't listened yet, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's cosmic <laughs> experience.
4: Uh, uh, there's a song on there, too. I think it's September 16th that's, like, produced by Phineas, which is Billie Eilish's brother, yeah. which yeah. I thought was really cool.
0: Yeah. Um. He's another yeah. one of those top producers right now. he's, uh, yeah, he's cool. Phineas so hot right now. He's, he's big. He's big out there.
4: He's uh, got an edge vibe going, you know?
0: Yeah, he's interesting. It's he's good. He was out there before his sister, obviously. He's, he's, he's older, but... um yeah he's uh i think he's been just a little bit outshined by uh yeah (laughs) he
1: doesn't care
0: though i don't think no no he doesn't care he's definitely more of a behind the scenes person anyway i Uh, think he
4: actually dropped an album too i don't know if that was this year or not but uh i remember if that was this year
0: but next year is next year is gonna have some some big time releases if things hold as they're supposed to like I expect her to drop a new album. I expect Adele to some point drop a new album. Yeah. I gotta say though, shout out Drake if he's listening. I really appreciate that he's dropping his new album in January, so I can get the worst record of the year out of the way. (laughs) Very (laughs) happy. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh my god. Very happy about.
0: I'm so happy he chose to. I I I hated Dark Lane demo tapes. I hated that album. Oh, man, I can't wait to listen to his new one because I got to listen to it. At least I can't say I hate it just because it's Drake. I got to at least put myself through the torture of it.
3: The worst part about Drake is that he regularly makes like good singles and you have to pay attention. He's
0: a great singles artist. Like Laugh Now, Cry Later made by honorable mentions this year. It's a good song.
4: Right, I like that song. I like feel so bad that I hate on Drake so badly, especially because I actually liked that show Degrassi too. Oh yeah, <laughs> you think that or like when I was a kid, you know what I mean. Like I don't <laughs> like I wouldn't say I like it now or anything. I got you.
0: No, I got you. So, I I mean he's, uh, he's 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 an easy he's an easy target, but he's an easy target. He's also <laughs> an easy target for a reason because most of his music is not very good. Yeah, most is not good. Not, some, some is.
4: Yeah. He's got some yeah, he vibes.
0: Yeah. Oh, like, like Gibbs said, great singles. He has great songs. And, I mean, I think his last great album was Take Care, personally. I think that album actually rips, to be honest. And just go back and listen to our top ten songs of the decade. I had Take Care, I think, at number two or three. That song is unbelievable. Mostly because of Rihanna, but that song is unbelievable. Yeah. Right. Mostly because of Rihanna, mostly because of Jamie xx, mostly because of Gil Starr and Aaron. Yeah, Jamie xx. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, pretty much all those things. And then Drake doesn't get in the way. That's pretty much how I see that song. Um, but yeah, so Drake. <laughs> uh, I'm not even sure how the hell we got onto Drake at this. point oh, thanks, thank you for releasing your album in 2021 in January, so I can listen to it and not have to worry. Uh, he'll probably drop a mixtape in like June anyway. So I don't, I don't know. We'll I'll figure yeah. it out. Um, yeah. But anyway, please make sure it's not an hour and a half long like every other album you drop. If you're listening, I know you're a big fan. So with that being said, Steve, do you have any honorable mentions before we go to our number ones?
2: Oh, for sure. Um, So I put uh, Mac Miller's Circles on there. Um, I I like that album a lot. um, But
0: Steve Rose. Bye bye. That's unfortunate. That was Steve's only. He listened to 11 <laughs> albums this year, and that was it. He listened to no others. That
3: was weird.
0: That's actually a good time for me to interject because I did ask for Lindsey Bond's top 10. Uh, top 5, rather. So let me read that off real quick while Steve reconnects what you just did. Uh, so, Lindsey Bond's top 5 was Man in the Moon 3 was number 5. Folklore was number 4. Women in Music Part 3 was number 3. Uh, this uh, was an album called Limbo by Amine. Yep. Somebody help me! Oh yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, and her number one was "Circles" by Mac Miller. So uh, thank you, Lindsay, for submitting that. We appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so Steve, without further ado, what are your other honorable mentions?
2: All right, yeah, sorry about that. So yeah, sorry. "Circles" is one. Um, Brent Fies, uh "Fuck the World," that came out in, I think that was in March. Uh, I think that I seriously think that Brent Fiez has the best voice, I, I like I've ever heard. Him and Marvin Gaye are my two like. Favorite voices I've ever heard in my life. If you ever get a chance to listen to some Brent Fires, give him a chance. And I love how aggressive his – the name of the album is because it's, it's really not like that like <laughs> – like the name of the album is Fuck the World, but he's like – you know, he's like an R&B singer, <laughs> which is just funny. I <laughs> love it. Um, now another one is Tame Impala, Slow Rush. Love that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I liked uh, – I don't know how to say um, – this guy's name but it, Yves Tumor oh Yves Eve's Tumor I believe yeah e- okay thank you great yeah, album geez. yep that was a fantastic I love the I love experimental shit like that Heaven to a Tortured Mind um, I gotta say I felt as much as
0: I shit on Pitchfork I actually kind of felt inter- like I felt good about myself when I saw that Gospel for a New Century made their top 10 songs of the year and yeah I, like, I, I think that yeah. song is great I was like that's a great song
2: yep that, that's a fantastic mm. yeah I, I love it um another one I had was uh Blue and Exiles, um, Miles album. If you guys uh, get a chance, it's a, it's kind of like a, a Mad Lib type. Um, it's a it's a lot like um, like Bandana from last year for Freddie Gibbs. Like it's like a you know producer and rapper type thing. Um, and one more I had was uh, Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats unlocked. Mm-hmm. I love I love that. That was early on in this year. I can't believe so many albums came out this year yeah. that it's like it feels like like three years happened in one year.
1: Yeah, no, definitely.
2: No savage mode too, Steve.
0: Uh, yeah, that's
2: an honorable mention, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'd put it on there. Why not? Uh all right, Olivia, what's the model was for you?
1: Um, a couple knuckle puck. We said twenty twenty was what it's called. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Also I know Jake, um, you're not you think Green Day is overrated, but one of my faves <laughs> um father of all came out this year and it wasn't my fave but i do appreciate that they did something different so honorable mention <laughs> um this is random but rico nasty um, you go. Yeah. my best friend loves her and she got me for her this year but it like just came out like last week so that's why i felt like i couldn't put it in though. i like it though yeah um and kesha
0: High road. Yeah, Kesha kind of got lost in in the shuffle there. She did drop a new album. It was still pretty good.
1: Yeah. it was good, but it was
0: like you know, a <clears> little. <throat> so uh, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and read you guys off rapid fire thirty through eleven on my list. Let's go. Um, <laughs> oh wow. Thirty psychedelic furs made of rain. Twenty nine hey. Chloe Chloe and Halley, ungodly hour. Twenty eight Bad Bunny the one with a bunch of letters. Uh twenty seven Knuckle Buck twenty twenty number twenty six The Naked and the Famous recover. 25 is Tame Paula's Slow Rush. 24, Taylor Swift, Folklore. 23, Tiana Taylor's The Album. 22, Taylor Swift, Evermore. 21, Glass Animals, Dreamland. 20 is Eve's Tumors Heaven to a Tortured Mind. 19 is Jesse Ware's Watch Your Pleasure. 18 is Sam Hunt's Southside. 17 is Thundercats' It Is What It Is. 16, Angel Olson's Whole New Mess. 15, Seaway's Big Vibe. 14, Ariana Grande's Positions. 13, Waxahatchee's St. Cloud. 12, Alanis Morissette's Such Pretty Forks in the Road, and number 11 was Biba Doobie's Fake It Flowers. So those are my honorable mentions.
1: Yes, Alanis making
0: it. Great album. Gibbs, I can't believe you didn't listen to it. Yeah, I have
3: not yeah. gotten around to the Alanis oh, Morissette. It's, it's been a second since I've heard, listened to her. So uh, my honorable mentions, I also made a top 50. I'm just going to go through some highlights of that. Um, the album that cool. I it really broke my heart to not meet my top 10 was punisher by phoebe bridgers Mm. that's a fantastic record Mm. i really love kyoto um uh psychedelic furs made of rain is in there too they've been gone for a while and then they come back with maybe their best record in since their their heyday in the late 80s um swimmer by tennis is in my honorable mentions the british the british jazz group dinosaur who put out the record to the earth if you like kind of sparse jazz they do a really good uh Stuff with that Um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard Put out a live album called Chunky Shrapnel That I really, really loved Um, They've put out something like 16 studio albums In the 10 years they've been together And they're an amazing live act And it's really cool to have a document of them And then um, Another live album that made my honorable mentions Is Nick Mason's Saucers Full of Secrets Live at the Roundhouse So this is the band that the drummer For Pink Floyd Who was part of Pink Floyd for their entire Uh, history he put together a band to play their music from before dark side of the moon so all their early psychedelic stuff and it has the guitarist from spandau ballet it has their the bassist that replaced roger waters in pink floyd and this is a really incredible live album it's really cool to hear songs like see emily play and the nile song and other like Pre Dark Side of the Moon Pink Floyd classics played live because they dropped all those songs from their set list after Dark Side of the Moon. And they really breathe a new life. It's like listening to, it's it's, it's very different from listening to a tribute band because right. Nick Mason is there and it's <laughs> yeah. just a really cool library. Definitely not a tribute band.
0: <laughs> it's been around for a while. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's good. Vanessa, any honorable mentions? Uh,
4: should I like do repeats if I have them or? Yeah, sure. not really. yeah. Okay, we well go. I also
1: have uh,
4: Tennis with Swimmer there, um, and I have Halls down there with Maniac. Uh, other albums I really enjoyed, Lady Gaga's Chromatica, which I feel kind of bad, not including in my top ten, but she didn't make the cut for me this year, but that was a great album. Uh, Party Next Door's album was really good. Was uh, all good. yep. Yep. Uh, I just started listening to Chris Stapleton's album, so I couldn't put it on my top ten, but I did enjoy that. Um... Obviously, Dua Lipa with the future nostalgia. Uh, Selena Gomez is rare. I really liked from the pop side of me, and also like Justin Bieber's changes. I really enjoyed. Um, I have Run the Jewels album, uh, Fredo Freddie Gibbs, and and Mac Miller, of course, uh, with Circles. Those are my
0: honorable mentions. Without further ado, Steve Scott, your album
2: of the year. My album of the year, Jake, you've already mentioned this, and I have very similar thoughts about it. It is Childish Gambino's March 15th, 2020. You know what? I didn't listen to this album as much as I listened to Juice World and um, Little Uzi Vert's album. However, this album, I hold hold this album in such high esteem. This album is the 2020 album for me. Uh, It came out at the perfect time. Uh, You know, I. We were waiting for this Gambino album forever. Like it was like, when's he gonna drop? When's he gonna put out an album? And then that weird link comes out or whatever. He, he tweets or whatever. He like tweets every way, like, every you know, Groundhog Day. And uh, yeah, him twe- could, him tweeting stops the world because he never tweets. I know. Then you go to the website and there's like a code you can enter or something. You yeah. can hear like a song and it was like weird, but like then you could hear the song and it was like it was it was really good. And it was, like, you could hear, like, like, like feels like summer, whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. and then But then, like, the, the, the full thing came out. And I have the same sentiments that the world was shut down. And then I was, like, feeling, like, I don't know what the hell to do. I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to listen to this album. <laughs> and uh, and that's what I did. And actually, uh, my first memory of was. This album. I was with my mom, and we're driving uh, down by Charlestown Beach, and I took a right on Route One, uh, on a on a red, on a red, and I got a ticket. I didn't know you couldn't take a right on red there because, uh, <laughs> and I got a, and this is like the fucking like, like right when the fucking COVID's happening. I'm like freaked out. I get a ticket in the mail. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I remember oh, listening From to the camera. The... Yeah, from the camera. Oh, I had to pay it. I had to pay it.
4: <laughs>
0: that sounds something Cosmo Kramer would say on Seinfeld. Nah, those <laughs> aren't real. Just throw them away.
4: So, those matter. They like they can't make you pay that. Yeah, they can. They can. That's yeah. not even,
2: like a real person. Yeah, no, it's a straight. Just gotta the door right now. I think, but personally though, I just want to say about this album. I think that this is, you know, this is just my personal thought. I think that this is Gambi- this is some of Gambino's best work. Um, I love that algorithm. The song "Algorithm" almost feels like Awaits and Heartbreak, which was one of my favorite Kanye albums. Uh, I like that has, has the rap feel, has uh, uh, the electro, the funk, the R and B. It's rumored to be his last album. Uh, you got the Twenty One Savage uh, f- feature. I, I wanted to add that to when Jake was talking about it. Uh, you have the Ariana Grande, Grande thing. Um, And I think my number one song of Gambino all time is 53, 49. Um, if this is his last album and the last song he ever puts out, I'm satisfied. That first time I heard it, I wanted to cry. That song is just like a perfect song. I, I still listen to it and get goosebumps. I think that song is something else. And I played it for other people and I'm like, yo, this is my favorite song. And they're like, yeah, it's a good song. And I'm like, you, you don't feel it, bro. Like, you, gotta, you gotta, like, open your heart to the song. So I still good. think, and this
0: is all I'm going to say about it, because as with most early Gambino, I cannot say a word from the song, uh, but I still think my, my favorite Gambino song is that he's still Freaks and Geeks. That's probably still my favorite yeah. song of yeah. his. And uh, story, a yeah. line that I will not say here, but is my favorite Gambino line he's ever, ever rapped. Um, yeah, I also I have I a red sweatshirt that looks just like the sweatshirt he wears in the video, so... Uh, completely unplanned there. A very unbranded. But anyway, uh, that is a great pick, Steve. Obviously, it was my number three, so you will uh, find no arguments from me. On that Thanks again. very much. Olivia, your album of the year.
1: Well, aside from All Time Low, which I guess I should have put this-
0: Right. <laughs> but,
1: mm-hmm. still up there. Um, Haley Williams,
2: Pev- hey. oh no, Haley
0: Williams, yeah, dude, I Enjoy put it. I put that album, I put the artwork for that album in the teaser tweet for I this, know, not like, not even knowing it was going to be on anyone's list. I just put I don't it know out there.
1: You mention it. When I saw that, I was like, oh my god, this one. I put is in.
0: <laughs> it's a great album. It's a great album. Um,
1: yeah, literally, I think it's like a theme with like everyone that like people like trying different styles. So from her stepping away from Paramore and like trying that. I just love it. Like, Cinnamon is my favorite song. It's just super timeless, I feel like. And there's a lot of, like, raw tracks. Uh, I'm so sad because I was going to see her live in Boston this summer. But, you know. Yep.
0: Yeah. Lord, so. Damn.
1: Uh, I bet that would have been amazing. So hopefully. Oh,
0: I'm sure. I'm sure it would have been crazy. Uh, she's. I feel like they put on a good show. I've never seen Paramore. I think Emily's seen Paramore. We've seen Paramore. That's what I saw.
4: One yeah. of my favorite concerts, for sure.
0: I, uh, I actually I meant to mention my favorite my favorite concert is probably Fleetwood Mac I saw them last year.
4: Oh, cool! But That's I did see I saw that?
0: I saw Gambino at the House of Blues right after because the internet came out. I saw him with Brandon Maxwell. Shout out Brandon Maxwell. And oh, we God. were we were like, have you ever been to the House of Blues before? I'm assuming you have. But no. there's yeah. that like there's that mezzanine where it's like tucked away in the corner where you can barely see the stage. That's where we were. But it was still <laughs> the most cosmic experience in my life. It was such you a never great performance.
1: Supposed to see her.
0: Um, I was- but uh, I would love to see Haley Williams in concert or Paramore. Either one, really. Um, I know they've she- had they've had some riffs, but uh, they're great. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. her solo mm-hmm.
0: is also great. She's-, yeah. <laughs> she's she's phenomenal. I mean, she's one of the great. Like break, well, not breakouts because like the band was a breakout, but like of the people from that era of emo music, like her, Patrick Stump, Brandon Urey, like those are the big ones yeah. that came out of that. Yeah. Of that yeah. era. yeah, So, and uh, unfortunately, not all of them have succeeded with the album. Like it's funny that like Fall Boy, Panic at the Disco, and Paramore all release albums within like a year or so of each other, and the only one that was good was Paramore. <laughs>
4: That's not true. Like, are you thinking like Death of the Bachelor? Because I thought that album. No, was no, no,
0: really- no. I'm talking about Pray for the Wicked. Yep, see what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Nobody remembers it. That's the one with High Hopes and My Hate Look My I made it. Like, that's that one. No, I like Death of a Bachelor. I also love the title okay. track of that's that That one.
4: one I didn't care for,
0: yeah. actually, to be honest. So, yeah. uh, like, Pray for the Wicked, not a fan. The Fallout yeah. Boy one with. Like, whatever that song. I don't even... Oh, I hated it. Yeah, yeah so, it like, great. they've all I fallen off. I used to off. love Fall Out Boy. Yeah. That's dude, the... fall, don't even get me started. I mean, I, you could get me started. We did a whole half an episode, pretty much, on Fall Out Boy, Olivia. So, like, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. But, my God, dude. Under the cork tree. Take this to your grave. Like,
1: oh, my, my, my God.
3: Back. What you know I'm, I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I am I'm love Fully Ado. And they do. have made a great, great record since
0: Fully Ado. And they have... They actually have dedicated their career as an homage to one of the great songs on Fully Ado, which is I Don't Care, because they clearly don't anymore. Um, but anyway. What a shame. <laughs> uh, Patrick Stump's solo album is actually pretty good if you haven't listened to I it. I like that, yeah. It's pretty good.
1: Um, okay.
0: But that's a good pick, Olivia. I love it. I love it. That's I, I was kind of had a, fi- a feeling where Steve was going to go. I have an idea where Gibbs is going to go, so I like that I kind of had to read a little bit where you were going, and that surprised me a little bit, but it's a great album, so I can't fault okay. you. Uh, my number one is one of those that will come as no surprise, and it is uh, the 1975's Notes on a Conditional Form,
2: Let's go. which
0: has been my number one for since the day it got released. And you could say it was an overreaction, but I've listened to it again and again and again and again and again and again, and it's still my favorite album of the year. Uh, Save Rock and Roll is debatably good, Mr. Ruthier. Debatable. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, there's some there's some good songs No, I'm not talking about Save Rock and Roll I'm talking about the one that is after Save Rock and Roll The uh, the one with the painted face on it What's that one called? American, American Psycho Thank you, that's the one I'm talking about I like I like Save Rock and Roll, that's a good album um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, no sound a conditional form We've talked about it like four times already So I don't know how much more I can say about it Uh, but echoing what Gibbs said, if you're too shy, let me know is one of the best songs I've maybe ever heard in my life. It is such an incredible (laughs) song, dude. I love that song. I love pretty much anything they do as the 1975. Um, but I'll shout out some songs that haven't been mentioned. Uh, one is the birthday party, Mm -hmm. which has a great video. Yes. Thank you, Jake. That is a whole lot of man, that album. Thank you very much. Um, but the birthday party has a great, really trippy video. Um, the song itself is really good it's got some country elements to it and like emo too and Maddie healy kind of goes into a little bit on the spotlight on spotify um, but i just want to shout out what i think is the best deep cut on the album which is uh tonight i wish i was your boy i think that song is maybe one of their most underrated it's got such a cool like low-key groove to it uh and just maddie Healy. like i know that the band is more than maddie healy obviously like like their bass work is incredible the drumming is awesome the, like everything comes together so great. But Maddie Healy's voice just adds like, an, like it just takes it to another level with the 1975. And I still think maybe my favorite minute in pop music this year is the sack solo one. If you're too shy, let me know. Like oh, the well, yeah. sax solo rips, dude. <laughs> It's the, it's the best sax solo since Runaway With Me by Carly Rae Jepsen.
4: It's, it's awesome, yeah.
0: It's an unbelievable. Good sax solo. Oh, my God, do I love it. I love the whole album. Like Steve mentioned, like roadkill, very low, very very kind of like song people forget about. Uh, then Because She Goes, like St- uh, Gibbs mentioned earlier, kind of has those shoegazing elements to it. Uh, and Me and You Together song, which Gibbs mentioned earlier, uh, feels like something off of their debut album. Like that, it kind of has that kind of sound to it. And you were waiting for something more upbeat from them because people, like Steve said, like shouts at you. Frail state of mind is well, that really don't describe what that's about. And then you get me and you together song. I was like, all right, this is what I was expecting from them. Like this is like that that typical nineteen seventy five jangly, upbeat, very them pop song. And it kind of set off that trajectory. Of like all right, this is going to be a great album from them. So top to bottom. I mean, no, it's not a conditional form. It's just such a fantastic album. And it is my favorite album. And in my opinion, the best album of this hellish, disgusting spin around the sun that is 2020. <laughs> right. Gibbs, your number one album of the year. So my number one album
3: of the year is Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. Um, I The thing I love about Fiona Apple is that she's only put out five records and they're all so different. And from she's one been another. around for like
0: 28 years
3: and they're so also distinctly fiona apple um only she could have made this record um i love the percussiveness of it there's a lot of like weird percussion on this record it's really dominated by her piano playing uh she has a lot of really great lyrics in it like like you said shamika and heavy balloon and cosmonauts are all really great songs it's, it's just a really great record to listen to all the way through or piecemeal as songs. Like it's not a record that you have to listen, that if you don't have to listen to it all the way through, you can, it, you want to listen to it just as simple as you can. It's just this really great classic record. And like the moment that, that I finished the record, I knew it was going to be my number one of this year. It's just really, really great. It deserves all of the acclaim it got. It is her best album, which is astounding considering how great the previous four were and how long she takes to, you know, fine tune her music and she always goes very uh, low-key on these releases, but I would have loved to have seen her do these songs live. I hope she tours. Uh, but yeah, my number one is Fiona Apple.
0: I can't say I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did, did you mention St. Cloud? Was St. Cloud in your top ten?
3: St. Cloud is, would have been in one of my honorable mentions. I okay. really like that record. So I was going to say,
0: I feel like that was pretty high on your list for most of the year. but um, It it's yeah. still is, technically. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But I'm not surprised. Fetch <laughs> the is your number one. It's my number two. If it wasn't for the 1975, they kept delaying that album, but it would have been my number one. But uh, thankfully, it did get released at some point in uh, in the spring. But yeah, I mean, it's like I said earlier. Like, how do you like how, like you look at like the thinker or some shit? you know, like, how do you describe that to somebody? Like, how do you describe like a work of art? Like, how like how do you do it? <laughs> and I'm not I'm not on that level of thinking to do it. As the thinker. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you look at something like that, and you're like, well, I know that's fantastic, but how do I convey that to somebody else?
4: How do I convince you how great yeah. it is?
0: I'm like, either you're going to get it or you don't. Like, you're going to get it or you don't. It's not like right. and it's not like the Mona Lisa, which is, like, completely overrated. I've seen it in person. <laughs> don't even bother.
4: It's not even been the real thing like
0: not even worth it
4: how do we even know that's really the
0: real mona lisa we don't that's a good point i like that Vanessa that's a good point i don't think it's really I mean, like, conspiracy. like honestly it looks like it was like it looks like it was painted on a piece of computer paper like that's how big it was. <laughs> <laughs> i saw it in person literally like my re- I, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie pop star never stopped never stopping uh, the lonely island movie Okay, Um, I've actually never never seen it either, but there's a song called Mona Lisa, and it's about how the Mona Lisa is overrated. And it's like the most accurate song ever because it's very overrated. But that's all I have to say about the Mona Lisa. (laughs) Fetch the the Bolt Cutters, Carrot Sign, the Mona Lisa. Um, (laughs) And finally, Vanessa, your album of the year.
4: All right. So mine is uh, Tame Impala's The Slow Rush. I just think it was really fitting for this year. Um, it starts with the song uh I think it starts with one more hour or one more year i I' probably one more year there you go. but uh, but I don't know when I my top album or whatever, but I couldn't you know. remember
0: the time codes on childish Gambino, so I'm not gonna, right. not gonna okay. get any of that
4: thank you, <laughs> but yeah, it either starts with one or ends with the other. You get my drift, but it like has like that continuous theme, you know, which I appreciate and um. A lot of the songs throughout it like uh there's breathe deeper uh lost in yesterday all like good themes for this year um i really like the song like uh is it true yeah one more year is probably my favorite one off the album is it true is like a good like kind of like boppy one to like you could dance to that um uh might be time i think is like kind of funny and sarcastic which i really like seems like You're not as cool as you used to be. Like I, I I just think that's hilarious. Um, And yeah, I think I think that's basically like what my notes said on it. But
0: it's a good point too, because what what album title might describe the year better than the Slow Rush?
4: Right, like it's so perfect with the timing of that album for that Mm -hmm. to be released.
0: And it came out, I think, before the pandemic. And it's
4: like honestly, like I feel like it's like helped me get through this year. So. Yeah, I just figured, like, that's the only reason why I beat out Kid Cudi, too, is just that it was just too fitting.
0: Completely. I got I to gotta pour one out for Tame Impala <clears> because <throat> they were in my top 10 early in the year, and then they just kept getting pushed down and down <laughs> and down, <laughs> down and down the list until they eventually got knocked out of the top like 20 altogether. 50. <laughs> it's unfortunate because it's a great album it's a great it
4: album. album yeah
0: I, but i will say the only thing about tame impala is that it sounds like if you were making up names like about bands pitchfork would love tame impala would be one of the ones you come up with. oh absolutely would mm-hmm. be like oh you know that band like uh, i don't know tame impala or something like that like that'd be one of the ones you come up
3: with. i am pretty sure i first heard of tame
0: impala all the way back when through pitchfork yeah it's like tame impala it's like, I'm going to start a band called Erratic Gazelle and see if they like it. <laughs> yeah. See if Pitchfork's into it. Probably not. But anyway, <clears throat> let's see if I can remember this all. Steve, your album of the year, Childish Gambino, is March 15th, 2020. <laughs> Olivia, your album of the year, Haley Williams' Pedals for Armor. My album of the year, 1975's No Time and Conditional Form. Gibbs, your album of the year, is Fiona Apple's Fetch the Bull Cutters. And Vanessa, your album of the year, is Tame Palace The Slow Rush. So, we are almost at two hours, and Jake Ruthier, I'm sure, is getting very tired from watching <laughs> all of this. Uh, so, thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, joining me, getting through this dy- dy- dystopian hellscape of a year with some good music. Uh, Vanessa, I'm not sure if you have anything to promote or if you have anything you want to uh, get out there before you uh, take off, but thank you for joining me. And uh, yeah. making your—I your, think—hold on, let me let me count up the guest numbers. You might be our Obama guest, Vanessa.
4: Oh geez, you might be our fourth.
0: This is actually my first podcast appearance ever. So I, I think you're this is our... a monumental moment. Hold me. Hold on, let me check the guest list here. I keep a, a running list of people on our show. Yes, Vanessa, I believe you are our forty-fourth guest, which makes you the Obama guest. <laughs> Congratulations. That's great. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, it was fun having you on. It's a great list. Uh, so thank you for coming on. And uh, uh, future music episodes, you're more than welcome back.
4: Okay, thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Gibbs, where can the people find you?
3: Uh, They can find me at theyoungfolks.com, where I am the music editor. I uh, just finished tabulating our top 50 albums list, and there's a lot of records that we have talked about that are on that list. Uh, You can also find me. um, So I am currently taking an indefinite hiatus from Twitter. Beats me when I'm ever going to come back. I'm not really... Big into social media anymore, but if I ever do come back, I'm at Ryan Gibbs eighty nine. I I also write for the Jamestown Press in Jamestown, Rhode Island. If you're interested in finding out uh, information or fun stories or arts or school stories about that town, um, and yeah, those are where you can find me on the interwebs.
0: Yeah it's a good thing you're taking a definite hiatus. I'd say Steve and I are the most online people here, and we have we have seen shit that'll make your face turn green. So yeah, you <laughs> might live
4: on Twitter. <clears throat>
0: yeah, Steve and I live on Twitter. So it's really yeah. <laughs> It's it's rotting my brain from the inside out. But congratulations yeah. on the hiatus Gibbs. I am very proud of you. I checked your Twitter account today because I tagged you in something and I was like, Man, he hasn't tweeted since like December fourth. This lucky bastard. Like honestly.
3: I have not been regularly on Twitter
0: since before Halloween. It's a good thing I texted you about this because you would never have known it was happening. Nope. <laughs> uh, but thank you. Olivia, where can we find you?
1: um olivia parolt on twitter also haven't been on twitter as much because i'm furloughed <laughs> but hopefully i'll be back at ticket news in 2021
0: when concerts i can i always know what the, the reaction is going to be when i tweet at certain people like steve's always going to be the first one to like it and then a couple days later olivia will like it and then today right before we went on this podcast vanessa retweeted it and liked it and i was like at some point they're going to find this tweet so i was like i'll throw it down the ether somebody will find it but Steve's always the first one. Then we have Jake Ruth here liking and stuff, but uh but yeah, speaking of Steve Scott, Steve Scott, thank you so much for joining us here today. Of course, always always a heater when Steve Scott's on the episode. Oh,
2: thanks man. Dude, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure, you know. We've we've done a lot of podcasting this year. Yeah. J- Jake and I it's been an unbelievable year of podcasting content. Uh I just want to say to you, uh, Olivia Gibbs and my sister, awesome job today. That was a fantastic um list you guys had there uh shout out to vanessa for her first ever podcast appearance right here This is it's monumental everybody, Pretty cool. round, round even... of applause everybody
0: round of applause for
2: vanessa she wouldn't even come on my podcast yet you know Sorry. wow we got we got first right. dibs <laughs> over over small
0: say big takes look at that that is yep. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna put that as a note next to vanessa's guest appearance on uh on my running list here seriously shows us over small say big takes <laughs> I want to Pro- give also probably because oh. she hates Dave. I'll put that on the list. Yeah. She hates <laughs> yes. Dave. Didn't Dave. want to come on with him. And um, just a colossal shout out. A colossal uh, but yes, Steve, we we are we we've done our fair share of podcasting both together and on our respective other shows. And uh, it's been a fun year for for some aspects of staying at home. The staying at home part has kind of sucked because I would love to uh, be out and uh, have a drink with some of these very fine people I've met. Uh, over the past year and uh, someday Steve will ball up again and then we'll we'll grab a drink down in South County at some
2: point I know, it's crazy you, you know Jake and I have only met in person twice that's insane but you know that's the power of the internet too right. you know we, we've uh, you know of all things we've been able to do some serious podcasting and uh, I, f- I feel like I know you very well we've only True. met in person twice but we've murdered each other countless times <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's <a> <laughs> oh, it's <man>. true <clears throat> shout out among us big fans anyway uh thank you everybody for listening watching all that fun stuff <clears throat> gotta clear my throat because i've been talking for two hours sorry about mm-hmm. that shout anyway, out jake Ruthier. shout out jake ruth That is that uh, is that's usually a small state big takes thing but we are happy to shout him out on this podcast too <laughs> shout out jake great name from what i've heard fantastic name uh love this you can find me at Jacob on Morocco on Twitter. This podcast is at CSL podcast on Twitter. You can check out our work at cslpodcast.com. Dave writes a lot about streaming stuff. I write a lot about sometimes about music. I did my top 10 hits of the year, uh, the other day. So go check that out. That was a fun time. Uh, I'm going to write up this list of mine at some point and get it out there. Uh, hopefully it won't be 10,000 words long as most things I write become, but we'll see about that. So, uh, until then, thank you all for listening. And, uh, Hopefully the albums are just as good in 2021.